This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Bailoff. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order release. This week, we're looking for Dr. Waterman and fighting a demon along the way as we watch <laughs> Spine 338 in the Criterion Collection. Jack Wood and Dennis Murr's Equinox from 1967 Equinox. or 1970. Depends. Depends. But first, RJ... Yeah. How's the toilet? Uh, Have you had to replace it this week yet? Have I had to do what to it? Replace it. Uh, No, but it actually, it was a little rocky. So it it was kind of like, it was was on the bubble. We were like, do we got to get another new toilet seat? I think what it is is like. (laughs) No. Well, so it's not that. Um. What is it then? <laughs> well, and so what I think it is is that uh, <laughs> the the seat it's it's the right size for the bowl, but I think it's maybe a touch too small or something. So it's like it kind of wobbles, even though it's secured on there. Uh huh. So it's so it's kind of wobbly, and uh, you do get bucked off of it. And I feel like that's why um, we've been having dilemmas after. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you listen to Chubby Checker. I mean, things are bound to happen. Things are bound to happen when you're listening to Chubby Checker. It's it's a hard thing, Jared. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing. And all I can really say is it'll it will come for you one of these days. <laughs> when you least expect it. When you least expect it, it'll come Pow! for you. Right in the kisser. Yeah. Right in the kisser, Jared. So every man thinks he is safe from these things. Mm-hmm. But uh you're not. No. You're not immune, and you're not safe. Okay? You understand? I understand. You understand? I get it. Yeah? You get it? Loud and clear. How many toilet seats have you purchased this week? <laughs> Zero. Zero? Un- it's been not... Uh, it's been unnecessary. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm positive. Because I feel like, if anything, you might need more seats. Really? Yeah. What, what makes you say that? Well, how you never know when you might need an extra one. A backup. You should just a backup. You should just get one just in case. Just in case. You never know what's gonna happen down there, Jarrett. When things start getting rocking, you got Chubby Checker going mm. on the radio. Anything could happen. Well, yeah. So you might just be there having a having a a shit, and then suddenly you're like, wait. Those dulcet tones of one chubby checker. Uh-oh! And then now now you're like, damn it, got to go to harm, home hardware. Hopefully there's a, a helpful guy just hanging out who can I help, mean, he, help, help my selection. He was trying well, to be helpful. Well, he kind of, like, I don't know, maybe you should have uh, listened to some of his pointers. Because now you're looking at having to get a new one because it doesn't quite fit right. Well, I mean, it fits. It's just like... Uh... The, the tightening bolts or something like they're off some for some reason like it kind of wobbles oh. even though I've tightened them like expertly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've installed many toilets in the last month Jared. toilet seats sorry how many seats how many two oh my god how many have you installed in the last five years <laughs> zero I've done two in a month I'm an expert yeah. at this point sure you should uh you, you fin- want to see well, some- well I mean but you're like what's your success rate here it's not like 
zero. <laughs> oh, so the other one's messed up too, then. Well, it, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like it's a, it's a little wobbly, so it's just, they're, like, so they're it's both the right b- both both are wobbly. No, just the one, just the one. Okay, so the 50, one. So you're fifty fifty. I'm fifty fifty. I'm batting five hundred here, um, but like. I don't get it. I don't know why it's such a problem. Like you get, you get the measurement, you go out there. There's not a lot of options. Like it's almost a universal thing. It's, it's like, is it regular or is it elongated? Those are like the only two options you have. And like, uh, I thought I was safe, but as I said, like no man is safe. No man is safe. That's true. No man is safe. Um, what was I going to say? You want to change your life? Take your toilet seat off and see what was underneath those toilet seat caps. Ooh, that'll change your life, Jared, and you'll you'll reassess everything. Everything, everything, everything. You th- thought you knew. It will all change. It'll all change. Everything that you thought you knew about yourself, gone. No. Gone. <sighs> do you do you have a do you have a shit in toilet? Uh... I mean, like, do you have a preferred toilet that's just yours kind of thing is what I'm I'm saying, I guess? No, not really. Uh, that's too bad. See, we the house we live in now has three toilets, and one of them is just for me. It's unfortunately the one the, carpet, uh, the carpenter used, which is not great, but, you know. I see. I see. But it's mine. Andrea doesn't use that bathroom. She knows it's a – it's not that it's off limits. She just prefer not to. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, I get it. She calls it the truck stop. Oh, dear. But I I told her, too. I was like, well, if, if when I'm in there, it's a truck stop. When that guy from the carpet place came, it was an outhouse at, like, a music festival. Mm. That's uh, That was the shape right. that we dropped down to at the time. No. And uh, it was sad, Jer. No. So, so since you haven't been changing toilets, what have you been shitting this week? Well, um, when I when I, have, when I haven't been shitting, mm-hmm. I have been recovering from uh, the COVID, RJ. Oh, yeah. And uh, are you better now, or are you still in a rocky shape? Oh, I'm better. I mean, even yeah. um, when we talked last week, I was fine. Other than uh, dr- as I talked and talked for the first time and days at a continuous days. rate it uh added some extra pressure but yeah i uh, took last week off work and uh back at it this week uh still testing positive as of monday morning but I w- i'll try again next week you know uh, apparently that's a par for the course uh, mm. it's just it's just part of me now <laughs> well like a toilet it stays with you and eventually it gets you you know what i mean jared <laughs> i hope not eventually it gets you well i don't know it's like i was saying um my uh brother's in the same boat he's uh he has no taste and smell for like two months now Ooh. and uh i was just like well like none i was like none none at all and i was like well i was like i don't want to bum you out man but i was like it took about two years for it to come back for me um and like mine changed so it was different but i was like i was like the positive is that it, it eventually improved took two years but eventually it improved well um, but uh, you got to remember though i had alpha strain and ooh. that was pre-vaccine so like ooh. uh i think uh, you guys who have already been vaccinated have a better shot of uh mm. like not having to deal with all that shit well i uh it started coming back saturday night i was able to 
because uh, there was a good from when we recorded till then, it, it was a a void <laughs> where yeah. all, all I could taste was not even taste experience was texture and temperature. That was it. Mm-hmm. And then like in a little bit of sugar, like I could taste sugar a bit, but yeah. I, I always, uh, citrus was okay for me. That was like yeah. the one thing that was kind of okay. So like oranges and, uh, I don't know, grapefruit was like kind of okay, but, uh, citrus oranges, I guess that's all it was. Lemons and limes or whatever, but oranges mm. seemed okay. Have an orange. Have an or- oh, no, I'm, no, I'm, but I'm good. I'm, well, I'm not good, but I'm way better. Um, just hope it doesn't change because that's what, what got me. Well, I mean, food is tasting like it's supposed to again is what Good. I'm saying. And that's on. Good. So that's, that's, I'm, I'm pleased with my improvement. However, I do think that chocolate is still a little out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were certain things that, uh, really changed for me. Like I think I mentioned like garlic and onions. Those ones were real weird. Um, one that was surprising, uh, popcorn. Popcorn doesn't taste the same to me anymore for some reason. I still munch through it. Like, uh, I just don't eat it very often. Right. If that makes sense. Like, act- the actual popcorn. Yeah, popcorn, like, we make at home. Like, yeah. popcorn, just some salt, some butter, like, nothing crazy. Uh, I'll eat it, and I'll be like, this tastes weird. Just, like, it, it's hard to describe. It's like, it just doesn't taste like it should. Like, I remember it tasting, if that mm. makes sense. You know? But uh, it's like a toilet that's been used from a stranger. It just doesn't sit the way you feel it should sit, you know? Well, you shouldn't put that anywhere near your mouth either. Oh, I won't. I won't. Also, my new toilet, my new shin toilet, it's a, it's a little bit more cramped than the last one. So I keep bumping my elbows on stuff and it's uh, it's really getting to me. Yeah, now you, you, you talk, is that because the it's a different house as well? Well... The last toilet, uh, there was a little bit more space between the wall and the counter, so there was a little bit more. This one's a little bit tighter between the wall and the counter, so I, I, I f- I'm really oh trapped my, in, you know? Oh, oh, my goodness. The upstairs toilet's a little bit better, but uh, I think I'm uh, prohibited from doing my business in that one. <laughs> do you, you what, know what, what I mean? What, what if you had to do it? Like, what if something was going on? As long as Andrea wasn't home, I'd probably be okay. Okay. <laughs> if she was home... You might have to find a new co-host. I see. You you understand? Because you'd be dead. She'd kill you. Uh, I know it wouldn't be death. It would be something worse. Ooh. You know what I mean? Death. Death is sometimes the better solution. People sometimes uh, forget that. <laughs> no, that that's the easy way out. That's the easy way out. Sometimes uh, the the worse fate is to uh, have to live through things. Oh dear. In a different way. <laughs> Real martyr style. Oh, was well, that Oliver Granger's favorite? Well, thing? I mean, it's been ten minutes. I mean, I figured we'll get it out of the way now. Uh, we can bring up martyrs again later during our uh, yeah. our special content. The the night is young. The night is young, and so are you, young man. Youthful, youthful, youthful. So, have you celebrated with some new Taco Time to see if it still hits right? I did today. Ooh, did you walk over there? Uh, yeah. I well, yeah. It was. It was a little chilly out, though. Is it yes or no? Yeah, it was. It was a little chilly out. That's okay. What, that's what so I'll say. no. Yeah, I, I did make fine. my way you over there. No. Yeah, it was one of those things where the last couple days have been amazing. They've been yeah. They've been gorgeous. And then today, it was like, oh, you'll be more of the same, right? Well, 
No, it was like uh, there was like a chill in the air that mm-hmm. in, in this uh, post recovery of mine, I was just like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I was all ready to go though. Had the headphones mm-hmm. on. I was on my way walking, and I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm getting blasted here." I mean, well, yeah, you get blasted in more ways than one, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was chilly today. Might yeah. be chilly tomorrow. Damn it. Could be chilly the day after. Who knows? Who knows? But one day, knows, it'll, one day it'll just be unbearably hot. Yes. It'll go from very cold to you don't want to be alive anymore because it's too hot. And, in uh, a day. And in that, uh, your new digs, uh, mm-hmm. you, you don't have AC, right? We do not. But you, uh, this basement's pretty chilly, so yeah. we might just be sleeping in the basement during uh, the summer months. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. In the fall, we, uh, I don't know. If things get tight enough, maybe we'll uh, we'll put one in. We'll see. <laughs> things get a little sweaty. A sweaty. I mean, I'm always sweaty anyway, so it's oh. like, what else is new? You well, know. What else is new? Well, there's manageable, and then there is unbearable. Yeah, we'll see. I guess, right? Like, we'll see. We'll see what it's like. It's gonna. It's gonna come up with that. Uh, probably what three Gs. <laughs> For uh, AC, yeah. yeah, it's like three or four. Yeah, depends. Well, Sometimes I, they, I did see yeah. some KNB guys uh, at Taco Time. Um, were they taking huge, massive shits? They were not actually. They were. Well, that's um, good. They were waiting for their food. So oh. I mean, I don't know what happened after that or before that, but at the time I saw them, no. But I could ask. Say, hey, how, how much does a nice AC unit cost for my friend? It's just around the corner. Did and you you did ask them that or you? No, I could have. I could have if you were interested. Maybe if I see other like people mm. waiting for food, I can ask them too. Yeah, I mean, you might as well ask. Yeah, I'll put yeah. it on. I'll put it on your account. Ask for one of those open box deals. Like you know, they opened it, but then no one wanted it, so they sealed it back up, so <laughs> it can't be sold as new. Gently used. Yeah, just gently used. Yeah. You could also like. We could hire some guy to just come over and like breathe on us, like. <laughs> yeah. It's for the AS- ASMR crowd right there. We could do a Patreon ASMR, and it would just be me, like, emitting gas into the microphone. What else? What else would be special about that, though? <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Want to hear from the emails? Do we have any? We have two. Holy cow! It's not a lot. It's fine. Right. It's fine. It is what it is. Hey, people don't want to write it hey, anymore. You know what? We'll just stop it's, recording. It's the end of April. It's tax. Yeah. It's the end of tax season. People are working on their taxes. The taxes. Their filings. They got to keep. And it's harder than ever. You got to keep uh, keep track of your crypto. You want to keep it all in the uh, up and up. How much of that is blockchained? Oh, all of it, buddy. All of it? Yeah. Damn. Well, what about the emails? Well, we got Dylan. <laughs> with an email What's... titled, New Induction into the Sigma Cinema Canon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Impressive. Howdy, Jizz Dog and Balrog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's catching on. Good to hear I look like Paul Dano. 
That that's really been my ambition all my life. But it's a specific Paul Dano. Don't forget that. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of Paulie D and his new place and the famous incel canon being the Riddler from <laughs> the Batman. What are your mm-hmm. favorite performances from the boy? Perhaps something the from boy? your favorite boy, Danny Vellanulululul, or maybe other famous Paul PTA. I had another question, but now it's Tuesday and my brain is empty, so I'll have to inquire next week. Have a great show, fellas. Dylan. Well, thanks, Dylan. Thanks, uh, Dylan. So Paul... is he talking about Paul Dano? Yeah. Oh, okay. There was other Pauls mentioned, so I wasn't sure which Paul he was actually interested in. Wow. You know what I mean? Tell, tell me more about Paul Dano, RJ. Swiss Army, man. What, what else is there to say? What else is there to say? What about what Looper? Uh, I don't remember him in Looper. He pops up on this list I've just started looking at. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember seeing Looper like once when it came out. That was like 10 years ago. So Yeah. He's good in Little Miss Sunshine. He's good in There Will Be Blood. He's good in a film called Ruby Sparks. Jarrett, you know about Ruby Sparks? Do do I? Do I? I don't know. I'm asking. It's got Antonio Banderas in it and Elia Gould, Jarrett. RJ's seen it and gave it three and a half stars. Yeah, it was good. It was a good show. He's also good in the uh, Beach Boys movie where he plays Brian Wilson. Young Brian Wilson. Old Brian Wilson's played by John Cusack. Ah. And that dude's looking rough. Just like actual Brian Wilson, I suppose. So, he's got that going for him. Mm-hmm. You know. I know you're a big Prisoners guy. Am I? Well, you love Denny. Denny? You know, considering his stature, he hasn't been in that many movies. No, but a lot of his movies are highly received, right? So, good right. reputation. All of that, even in, uh, he's in Fast Food Nation somewhere. That Richard Yeah, Link's he's later one of the burgers. Oh. I mean, Not a lot I, of people I, know that. I know there was, it was very uh, competitive um, To casting. be one of the burgers? Yeah. 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 Well, he, I think he played the Big Mac. Well, we, well, we don't say that, RJ. That's that's free advertising. We don't... I I think he played the um, the trademarked novelty burger. Mmm, like a Whopper. Wow, it it was it was something. Okay, it was something. So you're not a big Paul Dano guy, huh? Wow, he's good. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Uh... You haven't seen many of these films? Is that I, what you're going to well, tell I've, me? I've, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's all the same movies. Like, everyone sees has seen The Batman and There Will Be mm-hmm. Blood, Little Miss Sunshine, Prisoners, 12 Years a Slave, Swiss Army Man, Looper. I don't know. They're all good. Yep. What about Cowboys and Aliens? Uh, I, I haven't seen that one. Apparently, he, does he do a voice in Where the Wild Things Are? Yeah, I think he's one of the grungles. I think him and James Gandolfini they're grungles together he's the voice of Alexander Alexander Grungle just Alexander wasn't that the kid no that would be Max oh yeah so who's Alexander 
I don't know. I guess one, maybe one of the Grungles. The Grungles. <laughs> Isn't that what they're called? I don't know. Do they have names? Do, or do, uh, they, do they have a, a name? No, I don't think not so. Not just large talking beasts? I think they're called the wild things. Are they not? I guess so. I mean, that's what I always thought. Right. Do you know what I mean? Riveting stuff. Riveting <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean, Vern? Well, that's good to hear from Dylan Fra. You want to hear from Sam Sanchez? Oh, uh, one stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up with that guy? <sighs> no subject. It's like he doesn't even care anymore. Hey, pals. Hi. Oh, hello. I hear Jared has joined the COVID club. So first I want to say congrats, and I hope you're feeling better and don't suffer any fog brain. Mm. Me, me too. Me mm-hmm. too. I, I think I did have a scare, though. Um, I woke up the one morning, and I did feel super out of it. Like, I couldn't focus. And I was like, what's going on? Oh, God, is this it? Is this the brain fog? Is this going to be my life? I can't, like, focus on anything. But then I realized, oh, I took NyQuil the night before. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, it's just and it's having a lingering effect. And then it was gone. That'll make you foggy. And then and it's been uh, coming up bases ever since. Yeah. NyQuil is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's got a whole lot going on with it. A lot of medicine in there. A whole lot of medicine. So you don't got the brain fog, eh? So far. Do you think that's what got me? Oh, no. That, that, I mean, if you had, no one would ever know the difference. Well, is that a, is that actually a advantage? I don't know. Potentially. Depends, depends what you want to do with your life. Well, I'm doing it right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not, like, um, having to, like, I don't know communicate to people on a regular basis or like be responsible for um you know their uh, ability to like learn things in the world i mean then we're fine yeah yeah what, what would you be learning from you or just in how general? To inst- i mean from you i'd be learning how to install toilets apparently improperly or at least half the time well yeah, but I mean that's better than doing it yourself and not 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 knowing. Like fifty fifty is better than zero. Or I could just go to YouTube, go to the the the, the toilet experts on YouTube. You you put you put the seat on, you put the bolts down, you tighten the bolts. Yeah, one two three. Have you made any YouTube videos of this? This is a question, just in general. Uh, I think I have a YouTube video of a, a nativity scene from like seven years ago. Ooh. Yeah, so you can check that out at your uh, your um, discretion. Okay, you haven't. I'm, uh, you you're haven't... a big nativity scene guy, right? Uh, absolutely, it's my favorite. Yeah, one of the biggest. I love all those guys. Yeah, all um, those guys. Yeah, I mean, so you haven't recorded yourself um, performing or anything like that. Performing? Yeah, we. If Song, we dances. Were, um, well, it would be an OnlyFans account. You're not going to do that for free. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, we'll talk about the OnlyFans later. We're going to talk about OnlyFans later? Yeah. You'll see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. But we only have two emails. I know. <laughs> Where is everyone? Well, we got to savor it. We got we to really um, um, it appre- ap- appreciate it. Oh, can you breathe yeah. it in yeah. a little bit? Uh, just a uh, really... Uh, taking the notes, you know, the hints. What hint are you getting at the moment? <clears throat> well, 
I'm getting uh, Sam asking next. I think you guys discussed getting hit in the balls. I think there were worst. Uh, I think th- the worst I ever got it was a pal of mine at the music store I used to work at had a DVD case in his hand while we were standing side by side behind the register as I was getting ready to ring out a customer. He just backhand winged it, <laughs> pointed at me point blank, and I immediately collapsed on the floor, and he stepped over my body to ring up the customer. He was a good pal. He did what to the customer? He rang up the customer. Oh, I thought you said something else. Oh. I thought I thought you said something that was going to get us flagged for uh, one reason or another. You know what mm. I mean? Vern? <laughs> Vern. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a great experience. That doesn't sound very nice. So, well, that's probably that, that sounds like something one should have brought up with human resources, much like with this I, podcast. Yes, I agree. Although there's probably preventative measures you can take to make that impact less forceful, such as I don't really want to discuss it yet. Okay, well, I'd like I'd like to let that one sit for a while and get people thinking of their own examples before I actually come in and talk about the ways that you could prevent such damage to your area. You know what I mean? I'm hearing, I'm hearing what you're laying down. Okay. Okay. I'm on board with that. I recently joined Sam Loveland and marathoning some Jerry Lewis along with Frank Tashlin (laughs) and have actually been enjoying them mostly. The Nutty Professor hmm. actually might be one of my least favorites so far. His movies are a lot more cinematic than I was expecting, which was probably aided by working with Frank Tashlin a lot in their early in his early goings before he started directing his own stuff. That said, as a performer, he can get grating at times, as exaggerated facial expressions don't do much for me. It has been more pleasant than I anticipated when I began going through these, though. Well, that's good. I, mm. I had noticed that uh, the Sams are all aboard the Jerry Lewis train. I mean, uh, is it um, Jerry Lewis? Like, as in Jerry Maylis? Do you know what I mean? Nope. Is that what these guys are doing? I, I don't, what are you talking about? Well, you know how we do the May thing? What month would Jerry Lewis's month be? Uh, that's a good question. July Lewis? Jew Lewis? Which month is the best month to watch Jerry Lewis, Jarrett? No month. J-Dog? I know you're not uh, the biggest fan, but you do like those uh, um, Great Balls of Fire, do you not? In in the uh, in like the metaphorical sense. I see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, but I'll say okay. You don't know what I mean? You're talking about uh, Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Are they not the same? <laughs> Jerry Lewis and Jerry Lee Lewis? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. But... It's like a middle I will, name, you know? But I, I have to say, I don't think Jerry Lewis has a WWE pay-per-view named after uh, a song of his yet. Is that uh, yet. Rage in the Cage? Uh, <laughs> Great Balls of Fire. Oh, I... I thought you were talking about like Hell in the Cell or something. Oh, that'd be a, that, that's my favorite. Actually, you're right. That's my favorite Jerry Lewis song. 
hell in a cell. I mean, that'd be pretty cool, eh? What kind of music do you think it would be? It wouldn't be metal. Ska? It wouldn't be ska. It wouldn't be ska? No. Are, are people getting away from big, ska? Big, big band? Yeah. Big band music? Yeah. Like 10 people at least is that bad? Or what do you what do you mean by big? You know, big band? Does it just mean there's a lot of people in the band? I don't know. It's, um, <laughs> it's big band music. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Let's see, big band is a style of music defined by an ensemble of musicians known as a jazz orchestra playing together. Big band music mm. includes complex harmonies and syncopated rhythms. A vocalist mm. or instrumental soloist is often featured, adding a melody on top of the jazz orchestra. Ooh, it is. A, not, it, it, a, a big band consists of ten or more. Ten or more? Yeah, ten or more musicians yeah. with four so, sections. Is oh, Arcade Fire a big band then? They were, but technically, didn't, didn't his brother didn't uh, one of the brothers just leave? Yeah. Well, the lead singer did. No, I thought it was the other one. I know no, sure it's, it's his brother. That's not Win. It's w- Will. Oh. See there? Yeah. See this? Is how they get you? I see. Yeah. <laughs> What's he gonna do now? Do you think? I don't know. Solo projects. Like uh, like scat music. I mean, you could ask him. I'm not going to. I'm not going. To. I don't know him personally. I don't talk to him at home anymore. Okay. So, I'm just gonna like, not. What else is yeah. Sab doing? Yeah, just so so actually, uh, Arcade Fire's down to five. Oh, they used to have like almost a lot, 10, didn't they? Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a whole bunch of them. When I saw the last time I saw them was like I don't know maybe six years ago and there was at least like eight at that time. Mm-hmm. They sure seemed like it. They're dropping like flies. Yeah, maybe they're starting part uh, podcasts. Oof, hopefully. Yeah, I heard there's a lot a lot to be gained. Mm-hmm. Or you know, other things. So when are you going to start watching Jerry Lewis films? No. Okay. Uh, lastly, RJT is talking about cursed film, so I'm curious to hear some thoughts and if RJ followed along and watched episode three on Stalker last week. Yeah, did you, RJ? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. I have I have thoughts. I was going to talk about him this week because I thought we were going to be um, joined by uh, another fan of cursed films, but uh, he's not here. So, was kind of surprised to see Roger Deakins pop up on that episode and mentioned uh, and mentioned to Jarrett before, but Greg Turkington popping up on the Wizard of Oz episode was great. There's only two more episodes left. I believe tomorrow is on The Serpent and the Rainbow, which leaves Cannibal Holocaust as the series finale. So no more? Series finale? Yeah. Is that is this uh, it? It's news to me. But I mean Sam listens to that dude's podcast, so he probably he probably actually would know. Like Sam would know, I mean. Yeah. Um I don't know, it could be the end. I mean how how many of these movies? like how where many, it is. How now, many movies are there? Well, I mean where where they're at now, they're just talking about like troubled productions that have like oh. ongoing reputations for it. And it's like I know there's a lot of troubled productions, but people don't this I don't podcast think as well. Yeah. Like, I know the uh, Fast and the Furious director just left during filming, but I doubt they're going to make a full episode of that on Cursed Films, you know? Mm-hmm. 
they could. Uh, I mean, that's some movie news is, for is, you. Is it, is it cursed? I don't know. Potentially. When, um, when, when, when does the title of this show lose all meaning? Uh, it. Well, I mean, they address it in like the first couple episodes where they're like, "Well, we don't really think these movies are cursed. We're just going to talk about like some bad stuff that happened and some stuff that came out of it." So mm-hmm. they actually kind of like nip that pretty quick. Do you want me to talk about those episodes now or uh, talk about them later? I'd be fast. I don't have a ton to say. Well, I'll just do it now. Okay. So uh, give, give the man it, what he wants. Give him what he wants. I think I mentioned before, like uh, that first season, the first two episodes I wasn't big on. And then it started getting going, which was really good. Uh, it, there were a couple of really good ones. I particularly like the Twilight Zone one because it was just a, a, um, a hit on the Landis the, family. The, the, the Landis family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this this new season there was three there was uh, Wizard of Oz, uh, Rosemary's Baby, and then Stalker. Uh, the first one, Wizard of Oz, um, that episode is really good, like really really good. I uh, I didn't know a ton of that stuff. Um, some of it I did know. Uh, some of it I was like, oh shit. Um, like uh, the lady who played the witch. Like uh, there was a uh, during that scene where she disappears, the fi- like the fire flare got her and the makeup had like something in it, like not lead, but it was like copper or something that was like uh, the fire like went to and like spread all over her face. But then they put her out, but then they had to like clean her makeup off. It sounded fucking horrible. Um, but the Wizard of Oz one was very, very good. Uh, the Rosemary's Baby one I didn't think was very good, Jarrett, uh, because... They talk about Polanski a little bit, and then it basically turns into, uh, like, Manson family stuff. And I was like, this has been explained better in other places. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't think there was anything too, anything new that I was like, ah, I know all this stuff. Like, nothing's really changed in my, or, like, nothing here is news to me. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Uh, and then it actually, it ter- takes a weird turn. Like, there's a lady in the movie for, like, five seconds. And then I feel like they ran out of stuff to do. So they're like, this lady's a character. Let's follow her for a while. Cause she went to like jail. She like tried to kill her husband and now she's out with a new boyfriend and she's, she's very eccentric. And it, they just show her for like 15 minutes out of the 45 minute episode. And I was like, I was like, this doesn't really have much to do with anything. Hey, you know? Uh, and then, uh, the stalker one, the stalker one had some cool stuff in it. Like, uh, some stuff that uh, I'm sure you, criterion heads probably know like um how uh they like refilmed it because uh tarkovsky was like didn't really like the cinematographer but they claimed that the the film like didn't uh, wasn't processed right so it was all destroyed or something like that there was stuff like that that i thought was cool and then uh some of the stuff about the production company like they were too close to like chernobyl and stuff like that um although that was neat too but again the stalker stuff uh I was kind of like, eh, it was, it was just kind of talking about other things. And I was like, this is fine. So stalker and Rosemary's baby. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get much out of them, but the, uh, the wizard of Oz episode I thought was really good. I think you would even enjoy it. Jared. Even me, even you, you have a, uh, log to shutter. Do you not? You could, you could uh, watch I, this I, if I, you I, wanted. I do. I do. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's not going anywhere. It exists, nope. right? Right? Nope. Yeah. That one, that that first, the Wizard of Oz one is definitely worth a watch, I would say. The other two, eh, 
only if you're really interested but it's like i said if i already knew all that stuff i'm sure people who are actually really interested in those things already know way more than that Mm -hmm. so so that's just like my two cents it's like even i know about this me joe lunkhead Joe Wunkett. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I felt when I was watching the Rosemary's Baby one. I was like, I already know all this stuff. And I was like, even me. I was like, and I don't know anything ever. <laughs> so that that was uh, that was how I felt about that one. I was like, well, I was like, I'm sure this is news to somebody, but unfortunately, not news to me. Well, that's it for this week. Take care of that vid, Jarrett. I will, Sam. I will. P.S. You guys are wrong about everybody wants them. May or may not be top three Richard Linklater. Hashtag wow. everybody wants some single stuff. No. No, this Sam. Is a... get, the, get the fuck out of here. Just because it's got baseball doesn't mean it's good. This is huge and troubling. I, I do believe uh, Sugarhead is also a fan of that film. So. Oh, I'll hope they can, they can ship out. Are, are we wrong, Jarrett? No. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. I, man, I wasn't a big the, the fan. Ne- the next so. time I see that that piece of shit sugarhead, man, that's, it's going to be the last day, let me tell you. Because what are you going to do? Well, you, you can't say. I'm, I'm on the air. I'm being recorded. But it's not, We it's, record it's, these? It's going to be ugly. We oh, record boy. this? I better not. Oh, oh, jeez. Well, I believe you. Uh, you're you're in a place of business tomorrow, right? He better watch out. Yeah. Right. He better. God dang. I'll be looking out for him. Based, you think based, buy- based on your offhand comment, you think I think he likes that movie. <laughs> oh, he's I done. Mean, he's done. Done. I don't know to what degree, but I, I do think he is. He likes that movie in some capacity. So. <laughs> oh, that's. that's and that's the last straw. That's it. That green thing. That's the yeah, last straw. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh well. So, you know, even though we only had two emails, we still stretched that out to 40 minutes. <laughs> so bad. that's good. Not too it's not bad. bad. We're a couple of old pros. Well, old something. No. You know what I mean, Jer? Well, anyways. Yeah. Th- thanks for the emails. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, RJ. What yeah. you been creeping on this week? You want to hear about it? Absolutely. Do you want me to dive right in, or should we take a pause? Well, I mean, I, it would be a apropos to mention that support for the Criterion Creeps podcast, RJ, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best oh, in wow. men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products oh. are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's oh. performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust wow. Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free wow. worldwide shipping with the code what? CREEPS at manscaped.com. Free, Jared? If, if my math is correct, RJ, that's that's about 8 million balls. That, that's a lot of balls, Jared. That's a a whole heck of a lot, RJ. That's more balls than I've ever seen. So what what have we done, RJ? Well, I believe that we are uh, currently in a uh, a trial period of a uh, supporting paid, or not paid, uh, (laughs) 
how do you phrase a supported partnership with the fine folks at manscaped Jarrett? man yeah they reached out buddy they reached out kind of like their balls reach out after they've been thoroughly groomed <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know yeah there's talking points here about talking about balls and stuff I'm oh well, stuff oh, well let me let me let me see here rj yeah we've all been there rj yeah you're getting ready for a night out on the town uh-huh uh-huh and you've got yourselves a real downstairs mix-up going on oh what sure you could tug yank pull out those shortened curlies with your bare oh, hands sure you could <laughs> the, the creeps uh, way hey you, you could go get that pair of kitchen scissors and just chop away at your pubic tuft up, sure of course up, you could up and around the those testicles but you know what yep. accidents can and do happen wow and rj yeah we're not reptiles and uh we don't regenerate like they do well not yet but we are working on it, correct? Well, I mean, you know. Um, so anyway, yeah, they uh, they graciously sent us uh, a, a couple boxes. They didn't even make yes. a share. No, <laughs> I uh, when the, when it was first broached about this uh, this partnership, uh, and they had offered us uh, some sample materials, I did think that we were going to have to share these things, <laughs> and uh, my only hope was that I could have them first. If that, if right, if you understand, have, have uh, first go, have first go, and then I would have gladly sent them your way. I mean, we we live close now because well, of my new proximity. So I, I'm pretty sure what we received was the perform, uh, performance package 4.0. Oh, what's in that, Jarrett? Man, RJ, it is a game changer. Holy cow. What game did it change? Well, inside our our package. uh, Yeah? Let's see here. We got our Lawnmower (laughs) 4.0 trimmer. Yeah. You know what that's That's for? Uh, Is it for cutting the grass, Jarrett? That's for cutting the grass. The man grass. (laughs) (laughs) The man grass, eh? Well, I've Uh, heard that gets pretty prickly. Also... Also, we got ourselves a, a weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. I use mine, and I can I tell you, Jarrett, it is a game changer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, what, what what is your opinion of uh, th- those things? Fine precision, skill, <laughs> mobility, and man, can I tell you, it did reduce the risk of grooming accidents, Jarrett. Reduced, wow. It sure did. I, I did. It I, sure did. I did use. I did use the weed whacker and on the old nostrils. I don't really uh, have. I don't really have a ear hair that I'm concerned about. Um, and I don't know. That was cool. Well, Jared. <laughs> Sometimes you get those those errant, thick, coarse black hairs. You're like, how? Where is this coming from? How does my where? How is my body capable of this? But you know I don't I mean? need to ask those questions anymore because now I have the proper tool, to, you have the to, proper to, tool. to whack away at these like tree branches just mm-hmm. protruding uns- unseemingly uh, impossibly out of my face in my yeah. nose holes. I, I, uh, I, I can't say this enough. People have noticed your appearance and it has become an issue. Yeah. Uh, Jared's nose hair was um, comedically uh, overgrown. It was a real problem, mm-hmm. but not anymore, as the weed whacker has eliminated that issue for us all because yeah. it has trimmed his hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Well, yes. So also in this this package of ours that we got, RJ. Yep. What else was in there? Uh, there was the crop preserver ball deodorant. Oh, you hear both? You wow. Hear, did you give that a spin, RJ? Uh, I have yet to try said uh, it, it, uh Apparently it uh, helps out with some of that, that chafe you might get. Oh, a little chafe down there, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as we mentioned, we're getting into that warm weather. And you know, Jer, mm-hmm. I get a little hot. Yeah. I get a little hot. I'm bothered. You know, Especially when I get those leather pants on, you know, it's Tuesday night, you're going out for the chowder crowd, and uh, you get a little excited, and those leather pants, they don't leave a lot of room for error. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, uh, what did you call it? The crop preserver? Reviver? Crop preserver? Ball, ball deodorant. Oh, yes, the crop preserver ball deodorant. I think it might just change everything. It might change everything, you, you say, you claim. Everything. Well, what about the crop reviver? toner the ball toner jerry mm-hmm. now i have a real question for you what is ball toner i don't know <laughs> but it's in the box and you can well figure it out it is in the box and uh here actually let me uh oh let me oh. Read. oh look look this fine nice uh insert i got here uh this does not have that on there so that doesn't help me but uh why don't i go ball toner manscaped into google because i am a prepared individual the ball toner you want to hear about this jared absolutely you want to hear about this yeah this is ball spray toner is just what the doctor ordered for your buds below it's soothing aloe and witch hazel jared it's got witch hazel wow extracts uh witch hazel extracts keep your high friction areas cool calm and protected after a good shave. This includes soothing aloe vera, witch hazel, powerful odor defense, signature manscaped scent. Oh, yes. You'll smell like a man. Formulated <laughs> for below the waist. And hey, Jarrett, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and guess what? Vegan, my man. So even our friend from down under, he can even enjoy in the ball toner knowing that it is and, vegan approved. And he'd be able to enjoy some of that free worldwide shipping. Free worldwide shipping with creeps code uh, and a hefty discount. 20%. Wow. 20% off free shipping worldwide with the creeps code. Mm-hmm. Down under just got a little nicer. <laughs> a little, little some, man, some landscaping, some manscaping. So, yeah, it just got a little, little less stiff in... The the under and you know what if it, if it falls into that Pacific Ocean it's waterproof it'll be fine it is waterproof and you know what that's a good thing because when you're taking care of your areas you don't want to have to worry about protecting these fine products because they are pretty good they're well made pretty, and they're gonna take pretty, care of you pretty good hey how <laughs> about uh, do you did you uh, give those uh, performance boxer briefs a spin I sure did. I'm not quite sure what they're made of, but man, do they breathe, Jarrett. <laughs> wow. That's, Whatever the, they, that's the performance. That's the performance. Whatever they is, that secret ingredient, wink. Man, it sure leaves room for a little bit of air down there. And as I've mentioned, we could all use some air and out mm-hmm. down there. That's right. What about uh, your quality t-shirt, Jarrett? Have you had a chance to wear that out to the movie theater yet? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe for Joker 2 when that comes out? <laughs> well, any, any day. Any day. 
Yeah, that which is also made of quality materials that will help you breathe and stay comfortable. So that's right, dear listeners. Get 20% mm-hmm. off and free shipping with the code CREEPS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code CREEPS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Wow. What a great partnership. I'm using mine right now. Incredible. <laughs> it is, Jarrett. <laughs> That's what that buzzing sound is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not the new house sound. It's Manscaped. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you like? Do you yeah, like? So, uh, uh, do you like USB chargers? Uh, <laughs> I I am a fan. That docking state uh, port they gave us, woo, slick. But man, we don't want to. We don't want to say too much right now. We got to save some for next time. <laughs> we've, we've, we got we got weeks to go. Friends. We got weeks to go and places to see. That's right. Did places you, so, RJ, do you see. watch movies anymore, or do you just do I, uh, tend? to your genitals well when i'm not busy tending to my desperately needed manscaped areas uh i have also not been watching movies fantastic i was i wasn't gonna watch a movie this weekend but i was a little too busy uh i um i started playing metal gear rising revengeance you know about <laughs> that one Jared? nope i know lawrence will be excited um no i didn't watch any movies i was going to but I didn't. But I do have Enterprise to talk about. What about you? Did you watch any movies? Mm. Before I get into Enterprising? Yeah. yeah. I checked some things out, RJ. But, but the question always is, what? What's worth bringing up? Mm. Well, you tell me. Well, let's take a you look You watched here. it. I did. I mean, but, I mean, that's on me. But do mm. I do I bring it to the table? Well, um, revisited some... Some great films. I've watched some Peter mm-hmm. Watkins, The War Game, and Call It In. Um, I had just seen uh, a couple of his films that I've never seen before. They're on YouTube. One of them, The Media Project, which is also about the Gulf War, which I wasn't planning on when I watched it. I was like, I just saw this in the Panama Deception. And mm-hmm. now here we are again, uh, 1991, really hammering in on that Gulf War. Uh, yeah, the, the media project though, a little on the goofy side. I don't not not mm. entirely successful, but <clears throat> this did prompt uh, a rewatch of the war game called in from the Peter Watkins collection. And these are mm-hmm. to me should be slam dunks for inclusion in the Criterion collection or coming out on Blu-ray from somewhere. I don't know where mm-hmm. or when, but needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. Uh, in line with watching that Noam Chomsky debate with Michel Foucault. Uh, also watched Manufacturing Consent, Noam Chomsky in the Media, which is a two-hour and 45-minute long documentary that came out in 1992 uh, that's kind of based on a semi-biography or autobiography of Noam Chomsky um, mm-hmm. and just his um, interest and research into corporate media i guess chomsky's interest into corporate media yes 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a relic watching it. It's so it seems so naive, but at the same time, a lot of the information just translates over pretty effortlessly. Like this was back mm-hmm. when everyone was always about it's the three networks, it's the three networks that govern everything. Um, and now, it, you know, they're talking about uh, small public, like you know, zines and um, small publishers getting the the truth out there and like, Oh, it's these companies. Mm. But now we live in a world where, uh, YouTube exists and, uh, people have all kinds of platforms. And when they get kicked off one, well, there's rumble or some other, uh, alternative, uh, platform that get bigger all the time. And then you get things like Fox news, which, uh, it's trajectory over the last 40 years is, uh, remarkable it just keeps just keeps going um and we're here in uh old uh creepsville there was the the failed attempt at uh fox news north the uh sun news network is that what it was called yeah and uh are you still a subscriber uh no no sadly rj since they shuddered uh damn years ago um, but they tried. Oh, how they tried! Yeah. But now we now we have uh, other fine uh, outlets like Rebel News, real independent news sources. RJ. And uh, what kind of Rebel independent news sources do you subscribe to? Oh, you know, every morning I'm uh, gotta check my CBC. <laughs> oh, is that an alternative news news broadcast? I'm unfamiliar with said thing. That's new. It's new? Might not have heard of it, yeah. Kind of on the fringe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah um, I get it. Also on YouTube, I checked out uh, the, the 2002 documentary, The Trials of Henry Kissinger. Oh, and what did you have to find there? <laughs> well, I, I, all I could think about was that how no one must know how his uh, glasses had fallen in the toilet. No one must know. That I've dropped my glasses in the toilet. That's right. Like that one. Mm-hmm. Was it you who was saying that if you watch these things, you'll you'll think Kissinger's a, a real bad dude? Or was that just a coincidental thing I saw last week sometime? Uh, someone was talking. I, last week, either you or someone on the internet was talking about how Kissinger is one of the history's greatest monsters. Um. Well, I mean. Is that you? I don't know. It's possible. Oh. It's possible. Uh, but in any case, this guy, he's, uh, one, this, cause this is a kind of, uh, it's directed by, uh, Eugene Jarecki, who's a documentarian, uh, mm-hmm. did this one, what brought it up for me was he did this one doc that's kind of stuck in my head called why we fight, mm-hmm. which is about this really weird, um, address that Dwight Eisenhower made to the American public talking about the military, uh, complex. Mm-hmm. Industrial complex, and I was like, "Oh, what else has he done?" Oh my god, oh, he did that Freakonomics documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, care less about that. He did an, uh, a Reagan documentary for HBO that was like ninety minutes long that I haven't seen either. He did one on prison that might be okay called "The House I Live In." But Charles Henry Kissinger, I was like, "Oh, I should actually check this out because it's kind of based on the, well, kind of the." No, the book that Christopher Hitchens wrote called mm-hmm. um, The Trial of Henry Kissinger, uh, just basically saying that he's a war criminal. 
and uh, he probably should be prosecuted and spend the rest of his life in prison because he's responsible for a lot of death. So, uh, is he a Starfleet captain as well? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, he is still alive, though, and he turns 99 in May. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that. He's pretty old. He's <laughs> almost as old as you. Almost. Almost. Maybe he's, he's going to be, um, <clears throat> uh, what, Kirk Douglas, uh, Rain? He'll be in that window. I mean, give him five he's almost there. He'll give him five years. But even Kirk Douglas never got up to where you are. So the, it, take, it takes some time and some practice to get to the J-Dog. You know what I mean? I mean, considering my age, I think I've handled COVID quite well. Yeah, but you got other things going for you. How much uh, ta- taco time hot sauce do you put down a week? Because that's got lots of preservatives, you know? <sighs> oh, boy. I'm looking at about... Uh... Whatever those those little caps, the little packs they come in, doing about ten of those daily, week, a week, a week. Okay, if, if a daily if, would be a if, little if much. Going, that'd be that'd be. I'd probably be quite sick of it by now. Mm. Some something else would be sick of it, but it'd be good for your colon, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, colon health is important, especially at your age. You got to check on those things at this ripe old age. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you know about Henry Kissinger, RJ? Just what I've seen in The Simpsons. Yeah. You know, and uh, you Futurama. Seen, you never, yeah. You never saw uh, Dick? No. Oh, that's too bad. No. Never saw that one. But uh, I have seen things where Kissinger is a character think, in those things. Yeah. I mean, it's quite possible that Phil Baker Hall called him a cocksucker in Secret Honor. Intentionally? Yeah. It would have been oh. in, it would have been in the play itself. Oh, oh yes, I remember. I think I have a screenshot of that. You... I think he also calls him Kiss Ass or something like yeah. like or like Brown Ass Kissinger or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Something pretty good. Brown nosing. Some... Brown nosing ass Kissinger. I think I I got a screenshot of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you knew more than you realized. Like I said, only things that I have absorbed through other media. Nothing actually Kissinger-based. Except for that one. Yeah. Secret Honor, I guess. But that's not really Kissinger-based. He's just like a character, a side character in that one, too. But yeah. aren't we all? I don't know. Well, that's good. That's uh, That was my viewing. I, I, I did give a think, though, of going, going to the theater, but... Just didn't, not there yet. It didn't happen, and I was like, ah, "And all these goddamn movies, RJ. These goddamn movies. Why? Why do they all got to be two hours and fifteen minutes? Because of cinema, Jarrett. Because of cinema. Um, it's like they're asking you to stay home to watch it, so that you can pause the film and go to the bathroom. Hey, you know, back in my day, mm-hmm. uh, movies they they weren't allowed to be longer than two hours. They'd be like 110 minutes or something like that. And then they'd release mm-hmm. those, uh, you know, director's cuts for the DVD. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you, you can be let a movie be as long as it wants to be in the privacy of your own home. Are you talking about, like, maybe a Snyder cut, potentially? Exactly. Well, I mean, like, fucking uh, amb- Ambulance. <laughs> That's, why is this movie two hours and 16 minutes long? Like, why? 
Well, I mean, Michael Bay always does stuff like that, though. Wasn't Pain and Gain, like, two and a half hours also? Oh, probably. And I think, like, isn't, like, Bad Boys 2 extremely long as well? It's, like, yeah, it's, like, 245 or it's, like, something. I remember watching that movie and being, like, yeah, you got to be almost done. And there's, like, an hour left. 147 minutes. Like, come yeah. on. Come on. Like, so long. Like, yeah, because I, I remember seeing it and just being, like, this can't be real. Like, like this is this this is too yeah. long, dear. Yeah, it's too long yeah. for you and me. Yeah, painting gain, hundred and thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, so that's just a Michael Bay thing. Par like. for the course. But yeah, I mean, yeah, um, the Northmen too. It's exactly they're the same length. Uh, two hours and sixteen minutes apparently. It's um, not bad. You know, it's like God, why? I don't. I don't. It's a cinema, Jared. Whittle it you know down. About cinema? And you know what? It's not like I'll sit there and watch the movie and be fine. Like in in it, unless it's a terrible movie, then it'll yeah. drive me crazy. But it's just like when you're trying to block off your evening and try to like do, do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, what? Let's, let's let's get below. Let's get to, let's, let's get down to ninety. Down Team. to ninety. Let's get down to like Venom two length. What is Venom two? It is that like it's short. It's like ninety minutes. Yeah, that's on uh, Amazon Prime currently. Well, there you go. Are you gonna check it out? No. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Nine, why, why not? Ninety-seven minutes. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. That is that's amazing good. for uh, for a superhero movie in 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 this economy. For the superheroes, the superheroes. I, I'm actually curious. How long is the Morbius? The Morbius? Ah. The Morbius. 104 yeah. minutes. Well, see, there you go. We all know how that turned out, right? Mm-hmm. We all know how that one turned out. Very um, nicely. Very nicely. Very nice. What was I going to say? Uh, that's cool that Venom 2 is, like, only 90 minutes, but I watched Venom 1, Jarrett, and um, that's all I got to say. You would have to watch the first one if you watch the second one, right? That's fair. Like you personally, I mean. Me, I don't yeah. care. I'm, yeah. That's, I never, I never watched Suicide Squad before I watched the Suicide Squad. Well, yeah, but these movies are direct sequels. I guess those movies are direct sequels too. See, I don't know. Well, we, we keep in mind, none of this is real. Well, art isn't, for sure. No. I've, I've said this many times, Jerry. It's just, I don't know why you people don't believe me. No. So, it's a um, real thing. you got some Star Trek to tell me about, don't you? I sure do. Well, if you me and listen. the the Patreon universe. <gasps> the regular listeners don't get to hear about Captain Archer's war crimes? I guess not. Unless Damn. they're willing to pay the price, or, or already paying the price. The ultimate price. The ultimate price? What does that uh, entail? I don't know. A dollar a month? I, I, is that all it is for the Patreon? Yeah. Frig, man. Everybody should sign up on that. It's a dollar a month. Get on there, guys. And I think even if you pay like a dollar right now, you'll get access to all the last, the first like eight episodes of yeah. mil- Millennium. You, you Again, where else can you hear RJ just monologue? Very few places, my friend. Mm-hmm. Very few places. This is a treat. Very few. 
Well, um, let's I can't believe it. I can't believe how season three ended. Well, Jarrett, it was, as I said, it's a premiere season of Star Trek. One of the best. Man, what a cliffhanger. Just imagine living in like 2000, whatever, and you'd have to wait all summer to find out what? What happened? What? I, I just I couldn't imagine. And but you know but what? what? Do you think happened? Well, I mean, I don't know because I'm in a similar situation, but I only have to wait one week to find out when you. Well, damn, maybe longer uh, till I find out maybe longer how, how season four episode one kicks off to answer the the big questions left from the end of season three. It's just like, <laughs> I don't mind telling you, I, I can't wait. It's he can't wait. And he's smooth downstairs. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. Mm. It's a whole thing. No, Jarrett. Uh, people out there don't know, but Jarrett uh, uh, said he might watch Enterprise now because how how good season three is. You can find out if that's true by tuning in to the Patreon. <laughs> you could find out if that's true, or take my word for it, and then still pay for the Patreon. Yeah, it's a it's a dollar a month. It's a win win. You, you ask me, you cheap bastards. <laughs> It is a win-win situation. I've noticed, RJ, tonight you don't have a, a kitty in your closet. Yeah, she uh, she doesn't want to be in there right now. Okay. And Bane's also not up at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I see there's some other things going on. Those are some Batman guys that I don't know what to do with yet. Well, I mean, Bane's a but, Batman guy. He's not Bane, though. Well, he's he is Bane. But Batman's not a Bane guy, is what I Well, what he, I mean. he is kind of a Bane guy as well. Didn't you read, well, didn't you read that, that hit storyline, City of Bane? I, I did read the hit storyline, City of Bane. I think I bought that, unfortunately. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. If you could see directly this way, I got a, I got a Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Actually, here, let me see if I can hold this up. Oh, I, already, I've seen, I already know Macho Man. I don't need to see that. Don't, don't, about my... don't, don't mess with their setup here. It's already <laughs> uh, questionable. It is questionable. What about my uh, giant size Krang? I bet you've never seen that. That's been in uh, in storage because there was no place Good. for it. At the well, yeah, you, you keep it in storage. No, it's out now. It's no, on the shelf. You, you keep you know keep it. It's I, a giant size Krang. Right now, like when I look at my screen, it's like I'm looking at the window of Super Krang, and all I see is like your brain face head in in my laptop. You understand what I'm talking about? Like this kind. Like this kind? Well, you're like a head inside of like a like a little television window in, in the crane in the in the giant in the super crane. Do you want me to get the super crane? No, it's 13 inches. I bet it is. Is it shaved I, though? It's smooth. It's not manscaped. I can tell you that much. Yeah. But uh, it is. Um, I, I did purchase it off of the internet almost 10 years ago. 
Son, but, of, son of a bitch. But see how much it is on eBay now while you do your thing. Well, eBay. I mean, all I'm going to be saying to you at this point in time is uh, if you got any news for me that isn't related to the unboxing of Krang, giant size Krang. The giant size? That is exactly the one I have, Jared. Is it? That's actually no. Mine's older, kind of. Is it the vintage? Or maybe not. Is, is it vintage or is it? Yeah, a, a NECA. No, mine is the original, like nineteen uh, nineteen ninety four Playmates Krang. Okay. Which currently, oh wait, that's only five inches. Mine, mine's much more than five inches, Jared. Much more. <laughs> much more. Uh, that, that was think... that. Wasn't that your favorite part of um, Everybody Wants Some? Is when you're when you're supposed to talk about downplay the size of your junk. You could downplay the size of your junk. That but that, you... that was the some of that top tier shit that Sam loves. So so good. Sam does love that. And, and so and, good. And he, so I just lo- and, an and, and he loves delayed audio. Of course he does. Of course he does. We should have maybe ended the call when we took a break, but oh well. Oh well. So I yeah. sent you an eBay a picture of the cr- an eBay of the Krang I have. Mine is not in box and it is not in that condition, but uh, you can see that is the Krang. I That's have. egregious. A thousand dollars U.S. Like no. Nah. I think. Uh, what do you think I could get for mine? Mine's not in box and it's a little. There isn't the glass covering on Krang, but otherwise it's pretty good. Well, I see a loose one goes for about 128. Uh, yeah, that's probably probably right. <laughs> Damn, what a what a sh- shitty looking toy. <laughs> in hi- it's Krang, Jared. In, in hindsight, it's Krang. It's not very mobile. You can't really do much with it, but it but it is Krang. So it's just like such a strange decision of a toy design, like. Or when they were like sketching this up for the cartoon, it's like, yeah, yeah. make it a big, like I don't even know what you call it, it's like pillowy fat guy, <laughs> just like he has straps, <laughs> and it's like I guess he's supposed to be like a pro, like it's kind of like a pro he's wrestler. a wrestler, but then he's got like yeah. a little like tuning fork on his head and shoulder pads and like little booty, little booties with a brain inside of him. Yeah, Crane's awesome. What's the problem? Everything you just described to me sounds good to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everything you just said sounds good, so I don't know what the problem is. There's a I got a this might be a new profile pic cuz I think I think your avatar is getting a little stale. I think My avatar? Yeah, I think you need this. Uh my avatar on what? On Skype? Everything. On everything? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh it's pretty good. Is it worth changing? Have do I have your commitment to change? No, but uh, I'll tell you that I will consider well, do, it. Do, do you think anyone would even know who you are if you uh, changed to that? Well, I've been uh, Christopher Lee for a very long time. Jared. I know we know we've all noted this. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Hey RJ, you got any news? uh no okay no no right well um i can say finally i think there's a decision was made 
On? Last week. On? May. Oh. May is... Are you going to... May is oh, in... shit. May, May is in three days. Holy shit. Well, I, I got to get you a... You got you to gotta, uh, give me those legal copies of that movie. Here, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get a, a care package set up for you. I, I do. Do you, do you need a, uh, a digital device of some sort? Uh, I think I think the... Yeah, no, I don't need a digital device. Cause... Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we got we got her. He's gonna lend me the DVDs, folks. <laughs> That's right. What, DVDs what? of what though, Jared? Of um, let's see here. How, how to? Well, he, he, are you familiar with the special effects artist May Harryhausen? <laughs> oh, oh, Jared! If only I could tell you how familiar I was. Of Mr. May Harryhausen. <laughs> Quite. Quite. Uh, I think this is a great call. Great call. This is the, one of the best calls we've made in a long time. Good call. Uh, yeah. What were we looking at? 16 films, uh, feature films that uh, Ray Harryhausen worked on. Um, mm-hmm. They look like they should be a lot of fun. A little, little low, I think, on the the, the, the sick thrills the, the that we've uh, become to, accustomed to. In the last mm-hmm. few years, but uh, we we need that we need that break. It can't always be the Wynorski energy, yes, the Franco energy, yes, which is also good. But uh, I think we need something that is both enjoyable and manageable at this current place of time. That's right. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, buddy. Enjoyable and manageable. So uh, me. Harryhausen, I think, is a winner. It's a real winner, Jerk. Mm-hmm. So, I'm on board. Outstanding. Outstanding. Get him. Get him. That's, that's the biggest news there is, I think. That is the biggest news there is. What other news would there be? Nothing. That's the answer. Um, Things are spinning. Things are... Ooh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What... What is this? Did I see something about Avatar 2? Avatar uh, 2 debuts dazzling footage and gets official title. Is Let me guess. Is it the maybe we were the real water all along? Well, the way of water <sighs> Shit. is, quote, according to James Cameron, Designed for the biggest screen and the most immersive 3D available. Adding that he, quote, set out to test the limits of what cinema can do. I, I believe Christopher Nolan said the same thing for Tenet. Jared, do you remember Tenet? Tenet? Tenet. I do remember Tenet. Do you remember Tenet? Do you I remember mean, what they said about that film? I'm just looking at the these these stills. <laughs> it's like is is this what I'm looking? Is that what people are uh, talking about here? Uh, is there actually so. is there actually video? I mean, but I'm not looking at the biggest screen, nor is it in 3D. So um, no, well, not yet. No, but maybe it will be soon. The, I mean, those pixels are pretty impressive. The pixels? Yeah, look at those pixels. Pixels are pretty pixelated. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But who doesn't know about pixels nowadays? Am I right? I think all, all I see, all I see is variety talking this up. I um, yeah. How many um, bits does it have? 
10. 10 bits? Yep. The trailer will debut exclusively in theaters ahead of Marvel's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness on May 6th. Uh, Oh, man, Doctor Strange. Remember, super ticket. Super ticket. Get your super ticket. Yeah, I do remember that. And you know what? I wasn't here for it. No, you weren't you weren't there for it and you're not here for it. I'm not here for it and I'm not there for it. But okay. I'll tell you what. I'm just just no. Mm. Just no. All right. Well, son of a bitch. This is this is going to be a a heckin' short show at this rate, RJ. We've already been talking for 3 hours. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's, and we haven't even done the review that, yet. That's exclusive, though. I think I think we're only oh. about an hour, we're not even an hour and fifteen minutes in uh, well real in uh, real time. Well, if people want the podcast that's already been recording for three plus hours, you, they might have to go to the Patreon. Yeah, they just might. Well, we got a movie or two to talk about, RJ. What kind? Uh, the best kind. One with. Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. And what else? Catholic values. Oh. Peepy. Hit him. After the break, mm-hmm. we don't take any lessons from Sheriff Asmodeus. What does Asmodeus mean? I don't know. He's a d- demon man with eyebrows. Oh, shit. But he's a, sh- but he's a cop, but we, we knew that part. I know way he could get rid of those eyebrows, but that's gonna we're gonna have to wait till next week. Well, you'd have to get it. that's that you gotta sign up for a different thing. That's a different thing. Yeah, different thing. Different tool. Different tool. Yeah. Meet me on the equinox. Meet me halfway. The sun is. Dr. Waterman. Only this man, last to see him alive, knows the Equinox. The invisible barrier between good and evil. The invisible barrier between light and the forces of darkness. The supernatural before your very eyes as four teenage boys and girls fight a devil cult for their sanity, for their lives, for their eternal souls. Equinox, 
a story that defies logic, confounds belief. Dr. Waterman, wait, wait! I can't believe it, it was just a fall. What is the secret of the thousand-year-old book? What are the unspeakable horrors conjured by the forces of evil? What is the fiendish power of the ring that enslaves and destroys? What is the one symbol that can hold at bay the hosts of hell unleashed on Earth? The Equinox, proving again that there is more in heaven and on Earth than is dreamt of in our philosophy. Equinox. Begins where Rosemary's baby left off. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Equinox from 1970, directed by Dennis Murin and Jack Woods. Ooh. A tagline for this film, RJ. Mm-hmm. A cult barrier between good and evil. A what? A cult barrier between good and evil. A what? That's a, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but with an arrow pointing down. <laughs> and a fedora on top. On a fedora on top, maybe a maybe a pocket watch. Yeah. Like, but not a real one, just like a fake one on the t-shirt. A Robert Pattinson uh vape pen in, <sighs> in his Batman utility belt. Could you imagine? Money. Money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a synopsis of this film. Four friends are attacked by a demon while on a picnic due to possession of a tome of mystic information and find themselves pitched into a world of evil which overlaps our own. Incorporates a 16mm amateur short film by Dennis Murin and Mark Thomas McGee featuring author Fritz Lieber Jr. filmed in 1965. Who could forget Fritz Lieber Jr.? Do, RJ, right? RJ, do you know who Fritz Lieber is? It's one of my favorite, uh, favorite, he, he just is, favorites. He, he is a uh, fairly well-regarded fantasy author, uh, apparently, who actually coined the term sword and sorcery. No. I'm pretty sure uh, Kissinger coined that term. <laughs> Henry Kissinger? Yeah, one one he, of his, one of his many accomplishments. One of his three greatest monsters. You, you've never heard of Fafrid and the Gray Mauser? I mean, I'm I'm doing it right now. I see. You know what I mean? I am a Fafrid Gray Mauser, um, and uh, I'm okay with that. I've never heard of that. That's oh, I, it's is like that a supposed... yeah, it's like a pretty popular uh, pair of characters. It's kind of a fantasy comedy duo. These these two, uh, Fafford and the Gray Mauser, it's been adapted. Kind of like Laurel and Hottie? Oh. Kind of. It's, it's very um, contemporary in its dialogue. And it's just like, well, they're set in these, like, uh, what's the name of the city again? Lankamar is the name of the city. There's a, a bunch of role-playing game systems based on it and stuff like that. He's like he's pretty top tier. I mean, uh, even in, on the Wikipedia, Fritz Lieber is uh, spoken about in the same... Uh, breath is Robert E. Howard and Michael Moorcock. You know about those guys? <laughs> Michael Moorcock could have used less. Mm. Have you ever, have, are you? Do you know? Do you know Michael Moorcock at all? No. Really? Oh. No. I mean, if you if you told me, I maybe would. You, you but... don't know. You don't know is the character Elric of Melnabone? I know 
I know a Elric. You know an Elric. Uh, what about Robert E. Howard? Uh, I know Clint Howard. <laughs> Robert E. Howard, the creator <laughs> of Conan the Barbarian. Oh. That Robert E. Howard. I know Clint Howard from um, Happy Days. Right. You know, you know about him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know about uh, Evil Speak. Yeah, evil. Uh, well, evil speak. It's a good show, but there's some yeah. questionable stuff. And, and in there Star also. Trek: The Original Series. Anyways. Yes, yes. What were we talking about? It's neither here nor there. We're talking about equinox. Equinox. Well, RJ, what, what do you know about equinoxes? Uh, I know that there are two in a year, yep. and they are uh, they break up the solstices. There's two yeah. solstices, two equinox. So uh, the solstices, um, as I believe uh are you know spring or no summer and winter, winter. Well, sol- so longest solstice, day well, there's, and there's, day. well there's a winter solstice and a yeah. summer and then there's spring and the, the equinoxes and are autumn. where we have equal sunlight and nighttime so 12 hours of sun 12 hours a day i believe i could be wrong solstice is longest day of the year and yeah. shortest day of the year right and then i think the equinoxes equal equin equal i believe the equinoxes that's some good are equal that's some good deduction is that was i correct yeah i think so mm, you see this jared equin it's all in the equinox yeah oh, what about this one huh uh, it's pretty disappointing <laughs> people don't know what happened there and nope. i'm not going to tell them don't tell them don't tell <laughs> don't tell you a single word so i've seen this movie before um this is one of those DVD sets that I had I've been eyeing for a long time. I've never bought it. It's a two disc set, and you hear about this Equinox, and you look at stills for it, and you read reviews, and you go, "That seems like a lot of money to pay for a Criterion uh, for essentially a you know amateur film, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and but like and there was no way to like rent this for, you know from Blockbuster back in the day, so you were kind of relying on you know this in in the this would have come out in the early days of the YouTube. Uh, and this was not one of the, on the top of the list of things finding their way onto YouTube. Mm. So it was always one of those things. Not I was usually. like, I don't know. I can't, this, this DVD art looks pretty cool, but I don't know, <laughs> like 45, $50. You go, ah, yeah. I don't know. There's, there could be better things. I could spend that, the uh, hard earned, um, hotel, front desk money on Ooh, like what i don't know another criterion that Ugh. that you're like equinox was that some 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 kind of rabbit i mean esquilax yeah sure. esquilax. esquilax esquilax i like that this is an ongoing thing now don't ever forget esquilax esquilax, sure. esquilax. have you ever seen the uh the the, the dvd of this uh, no, but I believe you are showing me. I am. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, hey, Esquilax. That's pretty cool. I like that they went with this guy and not the um, the image on Criterion, the banner. It's the other dude, the caveman dude. This, the Simeon, is not, far cooler. N- not Andre the Giant Man? Not Andre the Giant Man. No. But uh, this guy's way cooler. I like him. Right. So... I've got a I've got a bone to pick with the Criterion channel 
RJ. What is what's up? What happened? Well, so they got this on the channel. They have that Equinox. But mm-hmm. so the DVD itself, it comes with both versions of this movie. And you would think what could possibly be a big difference between these two movies. And it's particularly when you read, it's like, okay, so this, this like little amateur film made by some uh, special effects guys that went on to some renown years later, they shot this in 65, a couple years later, you know, the Equinox uh, journey into the supernatural gets picked up by a small distributor. And uh, I, I, they get another director to come in and shoot some new footage with the same actors or different actors, it seems like, when I was going back through this, I'm like, did they just age rapidly in over the course of five years? Yes. Maybe, maybe they did. It was the 60s. It was very mm-hmm. stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they reshot it, re-edited some stuff. Uh, it's about 10 minutes longer. And that's, you would think, oh, maybe that will be a little bit more refined of a version of the film. And this is the definitive one that we should be watching. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the one. That's the only option available on the channel. You know, if they if both of them were on the channel, I would have watched both right off the hop, instead of finding myself in a situation where, um, you know, morning of recording, I'm like reading about this previous version and going, this seems different, and then I start watching it on YouTube, where it's just been uploaded, um, the the original version, and I'm like, this has got a different opening to it you, you totally see the big specter thing right off the bat mm-hmm. and uh the, the the opening credits with the time with the ticking time that's like kind of uh a little slightly later because movie has like a cold open and then you're like wait and you keep watching you start going there's footage in this that's like so good that they didn't believe in the the, the better version like mm-hmm. I, I call foul foul <laughs> rj are you telling me that the Criterion potentially Criterion Channel, Criterion Channel potentially didn't do something good? They yeah, did something. Well, I'm, I'm saying bad. I'm, uh, I'm holding John Criterion accountable for this bullshit. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would for sure. Absolutely. Sounds like some real shit. Yes, and, and I try to urgently tell RJ about the this this egregious. When did, when did you tell me about this? Today. This, yeah, the, yeah. this afternoon, in in the middle of your work day, I'm sure. Yes. And I was like, RJ, you got you to gotta drop everything. Abandon whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And get 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 watching this hour and 11 minute long movie. Again. I sure tried. No. I sure tried. But uh, so I mean, the, it just didn't happen. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that throws a, a bit of a wrench in the works for me. Because I, I feel that I really want to talk about one more than the other. Because the other one just seems so, like, I don't know, uh, a corruption of what, which, what's, so, what's so pure in its original form. Hmm. So, where, if you, like, if you just, is there any other uh, physical media of this where you could just buy the physical one? Well, if you buy the DVD, the Criterion <laughs> DVD, yeah. it's got both. They're both on the DVD, mm, but on, the, cha- on the channel, thing. it only gives you the mm. one choice. And I definitely think that the uh, the one that's on the channel, the 1970 version, is inferior. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Do you think that's, that was John's decision? Uh, probably. That guy's a, a mm. real piece of garbage. I hate that guy. 
Yeah, he's a real Melvin, look, for look, sure. Look, look what he's brought us to. Anyways, yeah, that, that's a whole lot of me just complaining about things. That, I mean, I've I fixed it for myself, but unfortunately, when I'm talking about this, it's going to be a lot of backtracking and like real trying to remember which version is for which. But if, I will if you say, say something that just, I don't remember. Just, I'll just, tell you. Just go on YouTube and watch uh, uh, the Equinox: A Journey into the Supernatural on there, rather than mm-hmm. on the Criterion Channel, unless you want to like. Do a compare and contrast and look at what how weird decisions can be made. For instance, um, in the Jack Wooded version of uh, Equinox, we we get the introduction of an entirely new character, like the sheriff. He does not exist in any way in the '67 version. So there's no Asmodeus. No Asmodeus. Because that's a pretty big plot. That's like. Half of this movie, and, but, and what and what else does Asmodeus Asmodeus uh, bring to the table? Uh, kissing, strange kissing to the camera, and 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 we also get a attempted rape. So that's uh yes we do yeah. with the weird kissing face. Mm-hmm. You know that weird kissy yeah. face, Jared? On his horse. On his horse. Yeah, there's there's an attempted rape. Luckily, in in the bonus, just the only attempt in the bonus version to improve on things, and yeah, it's so weird. there's all those little comments in the um, the new version of it as well, where the like dudes make these sexist comments that are not in the '67 version, where it's like, oh, we can't go up there. The girl, the girls can't go up there. That's not in the original. That, that they added that, which is strange to me. Do you think someone watched it when we got to spice this, this up here? This uh, this is uh, not uh, not as good as it could be. Had yeah. some stuff in there about the ladies. We can't go up to that castle. The the, the girls, <laughs> they, they they don't they don't bring that up. Yeah, it's strange, strange uh, thinking. How many times have you uh, have you taken girls up to the castle lately? Oh, not for a while. Not for a bit. Yeah. Chateau de Duncan, the castle, the castle. Yeah, it's problematic. Yeah. But, so, know, anyways, what are you gonna do? Let's go through this movie a bit. Sure. Uh, so, as as I kind of mentioned, uh, the 1967 version, uh, the the ponderous opening credits mm-hmm. of of the clock moving, uh, that is offset. That's like a few minutes into the movie because instead it opens up with the explosion. Uh, the the actor younger uh, waking up on the ground and he looks over and he sees kind of you know bloodied lady legs. There's no <laughs> him going Susan, <laughs> Susan. Yeah, and but we get him standing up. He looks up and he sees the giant specter figure saying, "You will die in one year and one day." Um, what did you think about that? Well. In this, it happens right off the bat, and it's cool. Ah, so you're on board with the one year and one day? Yep, I'm totally. On, I'm, I think. I mean, I was down with that. Uh, but but yeah. makes. But but then, um, we get the whole thing of him running. But it seems to be a lot more truncated here. It's just like he runs through the woods for a little bit, and then he gets onto that bridge. He sees a car coming, but when the car is coming, there is clearly a person driving the car. And it hits him, but then the, there's a shot later of the 
um, the ghost car yeah. in the 1970 version is better than in the 1967 version. Oh, okay. Yeah, the I was gonna say like um, the ghost car that I saw didn't look bad. I was like, ah, oh, well, it looks okay. It, like, yeah, well, because that actually was. It's actually the attention is there to make sure you know it's a ghost car in 67 yeah. there there's like a person driving the car and then they cut that's, away that's and then they I show mean. oh it was yeah. a go then there wasn't anyone in the car anyway then the guy gets picked up he's fine and then we get the credits which makes way more sense because now the time thing is driven home completely rather than in the 70 version where it has this vague like why is there a clock and then we don't mm-hmm. find out about the one year one day thing to like the very end yeah. This movie like says, okay, here it is. We don't want any ambiguity. We want it all like loaded up at front and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with like EC Comics level writing. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think uh, that's totally fine. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so I mean, again, uh Edge 1967 version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So weird differences. But yeah, uh, Ghost Car. Yeah. It's cool. And then for the like kids. So yeah, the 1970 version there's a whole lot of hospital shit. Like people being wheeled in and out of a hospital, being interviewed in their hospital bed. Mm-hmm. All that's all that's just chopped right out. You don't need yeah. you don't need any of that because it just pretty well transitions to the uh the newspaper man coming to do an interview with the man who's in the hospital, kind of in the sanitarium. He's like, he's gone crazy. And this is the day where he said, oh, I'm going to die on this day. <laughs> do you think it's, do you think it's going to happen? Um, probably. <laughs> Did you believe it when you saw it? Yeah, absolutely. I said, Oh my oh, God. Okay. Oh my God. She's alive. You went, Oh shit. Or, or shit. It's, it's, it's the, it's the devil guy. <laughs> Or, or, or whatever. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe. oh yeah. We also get a bit where um, I guess when he's in a state of stock shock, he gets shown a picture of uh, Doctor Waterman, aka Fritz Lieber, and he goes, "Oh!" And he has a flashback. Um, he does have a flashback, and then that's when the real movie begins. Yeah. Right so then we get to the bottom of the case with some interviews. Um, I wrote that for some reason. Anyway, when I was watching 1970 version, uh, there's like this really obnoxious voiceover narration, and it's all over this footage of these this couple, going or these two couples going out to the mountains, and it's just like, clearly there was footage shot, but they don't want to have any of the dialogue. And I, I made the note that that time before realizing what was going on, when acting is probably so bad that they put voiceover narration describing what's going on. Um, this is a, a a good old a good trope. Uh, I think we witnessed mm-hmm. in Roger Corman films a bunch, and probably some Fred Olin Ray as well. Just a little bit. Just a, Just little, a little bit. bit. Nothing too crazy, but so, a little bit. So in yeah. so in 1967 though, we get a, get we get a, all that dialogue. And you know what, RJ? I said my thoughts on that are that's the good stuff that movies need. Uh, I mean, there is examples where it works fairly well, where you mm-hmm. just like completely chop that right out, like Evil Dead. Evil Dead starts yeah. off with the people in the car, and they're just going to the cabin. There's, yeah. no, there's, there's no messing around. Why do you Why do you need to complicate it? Just make it what it is. You know. 
Well, sometimes, sometimes it just is what it is. Well, this is a cl- that's more of a, a classic structure of like here's the characters before everything breaks down at their leaving their house, loading up the car with their picnic baskets. What what would you put in your picnic basket? Mm-hmm. Probably some sort of jams, some uh, loaf jams. of bread, a nice uh, some, a butter knife, probably maybe even a better bread knife. Um, I don't know. That'd be a for a good. That'd be a good start, right? Some cheese, some cheeses, cheeses. Yeah, yeah. So like some, in some there, ba- some berries. Yeah, they got some berries. Uh, they got uh, some Kentucky Fried in theirs. They say some Kifka. Or some Kifka. Well, they they mention they don't say the words exactly, but they mention uh, the kernel or something like that, and then the chicken, and you go, hmm. Mm. They got some chicken in this place, huh? And I liked it. I was like, that's nice. Yeah, that's they cool. got some before they left town. <laughs> off off camera. Oh, I was off panel, Jerry. Yeah. Off panel. Don't don't confuse that, okay? So in the nineteen sixty seven version, uh they're driving along. The octopus monster just shows up and destroys the cabin right then and there. Before Ooh, they get it's before. not like forty minutes in. Yeah, it's not like it tr- stalking Dr. Waterman while he's hiding out in the house and it's getting him. Uh, mm-hmm. It happened right before they arrived. This is just like, ah, it's just there. It's doing it. And you're just, and you're going. I, I, I like that. Yeah. And then or also. I prefer that. And yeah, also in the kind of the flashback scene, you do see, I think it's Waterman. And he's, you, you actually see, uh, I don't know what you would call it, the, the troll, the blue troll gorilla monster. Uh, it, like the the big one or the littler one? The big one. Not, well, not not Andre. Osmodius calls it the Simeon. Okay, the Simeon. The Simeon. So sure. So you you've already seen him as well, like for, for like a for a little but for a half second kind of thing, and now we yeah. see the then we see the octopus and I was like, what the fuck? Like this is uh, a total reworking. Like these two edits, like they're so different. Well, they tell the same they tell the same story, but scenes just appear in completely different parts. Um, yeah. Let's see here. So we got this. Yeah, we got the octopus destroying the cabin, and like pretty well as soon as they arrive, they see the cabin's blown, like kind of wrecked, and then they look over and they go, "Oh, hey, there's the castle." Yeah. And, and that's like at 21 minutes in to the movie, so I'm not sure what the difference is timeline wise with uh, 1970. Uh, there is one um, bit here that yeah. I thought was very funny where they start going toward the castle. And I think like the one uh, one of the one of the guys says to the rest of them, "Careful!" as they're just walking across a perfectly flat piece of ground. Well, I mean, not it does, the ground doesn't have to be bumpy for you to make, have an accident, Jared. Accidents to, ro- happen. to roll an ankle. Yeah, accidents happen, dude. Like, uh, like anywhere you go, you're in you're at you're in danger. You know what I mean? Like you're at risk of something. Well, that's one way of living life. Well. I just I don't want you to get your hopes up. You could go at any time. Yeah. Okay. You that, personally. That, that's fine. You <laughs> could know, go at any time. When you, when you gotta go, you gotta go. I mean that is also very true. So. No. Um. Then we get crazy sounds from the cave. Which cave? The Bronson cave. The Bronson cave. <laughs> yeah. What kind of sounds are they? Could you uh, replicate that? I, I could never. I could never do uh, justice to the cave. Uh, 
I mean, I like think that? it's, I don't know. I think, I think it's Bronson cave. It's sure. It's one of those. Is it a Chuck things. Bronson cave or not Chuck, not a Chuck Bronson cave. No, Man. but we get a nice scene where a bunch of dorks start making torches before going into the dark cave. What it? I, uh, so when they're with, making with cackling, I, uh, I went, the way that scene plays out, they're like, all right, let's get some torches together. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they like start wrapping up. Uh, they just find like that straw and those twigs very conveniently, which I'm not I'm not like opposed to. What I had more of a problem with was like, what do you mean make torches? How do you just know how to do that? You know what I mean? Could you make a torch just on demand? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, who could? So while they're getting this torch business together, um, they, they they at this point around the cave they find the V footprints. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. "Who could have made that?" And they're like, "Oh, someone's just messing around." Said so those are some crazy gum boots. If I ever seen some, that's right. Yeah. And then uh, they go into the cave, and we we meet old cave kook. And he, he just... loves to chuckle and laugh, and <laughs> and we get some weird, some some different, like very different uh, audioscape going on. And I again, once give the edge to 1967. Hmm. I mean, yeah, and he's just kind of he's not even like a like a weird old dude. He's just like he's just a guy who's just in that cave, right? Yep. Like he's just kind of hanging out in there. Yeah. So what's he doing in there? And it's like, well, he's hiding out from the demon. And he's like, that's the mm. demon you heard. Uh, and then, of course, he's got some book that this demon wants. And uh, where does he have it? He has it strategically hidden under some rocks. That he just, like, digs the book out, hands it over to him. And I noticed here, I was like, hey, RJ, did you notice this dude's wingspan? Oh, incredible wingspan, Jared. Yeah. Incredible. Is it as good? As uh, some of our Swedish friends, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. Hard to say. But um, big wingspan. Then one of the uh, one of the the women, um, I think she goes. That old was it her? That old man has put us all on edge. Speaking for myself, of course. <laughs> it's like, I love it. I like that. I'm like that sounds like a, it's like a Twitter post. Yeah, that's that's a good line. Speaking like from personal, uh, my personal experience, don't want to attribute course. this to anyone else. Of course. And then we get the anatomy of a picnic, which yep. at this point in time, they do not try to pick the lock of the book. They don't even look at the book. They don't look at the book for like another twenty minutes. Uh, well, in the seventies version, it's pretty. It's pretty immediate. Because, like, uh, they're having the picnic, and the guy's just doing it. And the other guy's got a chicken wing, and he's, like, there. And the girls are like, come have lunch. And he's like, I got to get all this book open. Get, get your, Yeah, get your greasy fingers all over this ancient book. Well, that's good for the pages, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, make them transparent. Yeah, yeah. It helps you flick the pages easier. It's no big deal. Um. So, yeah, they're... If they f- uh, finish having this picnic, and then old man Waterman just body checks dude. I think it's Jim, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he just snags the book. Well, how would you get it? I don't know. That's as good as good as plan as any. Yeah. Um, and I think at this point too, the castle disappears, and they're like, 
and they went up discussing this later. Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, so old old man Waterman, the 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 doctor. Mm-hmm. I think they were going to go visit in both versions. Uh, he's running with the book, and then he gets body checked by young Jim, and old man goes down the creek, mm-hmm. and he's just mm-hmm. dead. He his head. He died. Yep, he's dead. They they pull him out of the water. They set him there. They go leave, and then the guy goes, "Ah, oh, I forgot the." I forgot the book. And he turns back or something like that. He forgot. So for some reason, they have to like immediately turn right back around. And then the bodies disappeared. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. What about Which Asmodeus? Is, again, no, Os- no, no Asmodeus. Oh, yeah. I'll fill in those holes later. Yeah. There, he's, I know. I, I saw both versions, but I don't even care yeah. about the other one. Uh, but yeah, yeah. he keeps showing up and making comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's talk about a moving castle. <laughs> like howls is it is it the Miyazaki one specifically it might have been uh, but there's a lot of talk about the castle like I want to see the castle the castle uh, there's a point where they're like well California maybe it was just the false front of a castle and then they go oh like it's like yeah it's like well it had to get it picked up and move somehow it doesn't make any sense they're trying to figure it out uh, mm-hmm. there's the so there's the the main guy, then there's second guy, the beta mm-hmm. guy. Uh, mm. <laughs> or, yeah, so there's one of the actors, though. Uh, he turns to the other one, and he goes, Hey, Dave. <laughs> he totally forgot the character's name. <laughs> it's I mean, just, and it's just in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, I love it. I think that's way more representative of um, real life, though, because like there's the, been like times on the, like on the podcast where it's like, "Hey, hey, RJ, Dave. RJ, right?" <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's real life, man. Like I have frequently, uh, J Dog. I just I forget sometimes. Yeah. I forget very easily. So I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's truth. Like a lot. It's like it's like sculptures, truth to material. Well, it's like poetry, Jarrett. Rhymes. It rhymes. It rhymes, baby. So what else happens? Well, I'm just doing a quick scan here because uh the location of this movie is it's bothering me. I know it's America. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, it looks like Big Tahuna, <laughs> Big Tahuna Canyon Road. Big Tahuna Canyon Big, Road. Did you say? The one and only. Ah, look at that, Bronson Canyon, Griffith Park. Tell me about your Big Tuna. What, what, what about La Canada Flint Ridge? Flint Ridge. La Canada. Hmm. I don't know been? about that, man. Never I don't. Been. I'm not uh, into that. But but then we get we get some invisible curtain action and everyone's Ooh. like, "Whoa, you put your hand in, you take it out." Whoa. That, I got to tell you it's an effect like I ain't never seen. No. I ain't never seen nothing like that ever. It's pretty pretty cool. And then we get Remember that old guy from the cave? Uh yeah, is he back? Yeah, he's back and he gets smashed to death by What form is he back in? In clay form, he's a claymation <sighs> dude getting smashed up by the the simian, um, yeah. and it's really cool. 
I don't know. I think it's really cool. And I think the, it's super cool. Yeah, the, the, yeah. This whole like sequence yeah. here reminds me a lot of uh, I had this like trade paperback from Marvel called Monster Masterworks, Ooh. and it was just a collection of like that late fifties, early early sixties uh, sci fi monster comics. Like there was uh, Zaz, like like Victor Zaz. <laughs> like we you know like Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, is that what isn't Zaz the Batman villain? Well, I think there's, but it's like Zaz. He's electricity. Oh, and he's related to Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, well, he's a monster. He's from like their whatever their knockoff monster island is. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty. There's like the Glob, um, the thing. <laughs> Wasn't from that the your nickname swamp. in high school? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> Van Doom. Like there Victor was, Van Doom. Then there was X, the thing that lived. I think that's a good one. Craw the unhuman, uh, Zootac the thing that shouldn't exist. Wasn't um, that your nickname in high school too? <laughs> Grotu, king of the insects. <laughs> T- Titan the amphibian from Atlantis. There's Fing Fang Foom. So yeah. cool they brought him back. Uh, I mean Fing Fang Foom's a pretty cool dude. Very cool dude. I I, I always love uh. Groot, the monster from Planet X, though. Remember, you know like, Groot, like the Groot. Well, there, yeah, the, the, this is OG Groot. Like he was, he's always from Planet X. Yep. Uh, the terror I heard you of were from Planet what, Sex. What about the terror of Tim Booba? Tim Booba? No, I know about Tim Booba. I feel like you don't believe me. But yeah, if people look up Amazing Fantasy Marvel comics, like the, those early ones, they're really great. Love them. I love that. And, and this movie totally has that energy, which makes sense. So, did you watch the uh, interview with um, Forrest Ackerman? The, the like the, uh, on the on the channel. I watched the interview with Ernest Borgnine. Okay, so you didn't <laughs> you didn't get around to Forrest Ackerman. So you know, uh, famous <laughs> monsters of. Uh, Hollywood, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know that. That, that you know that man. Yeah. You know what that's all about. You know that story. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he was talking about like how you know he would you no, know, he really puts himself over a lot, <laughs> and mm-hmm. people the kids loved him, you know, and they would. But but he was also supportive of young creators, <laughs> and uh, he apparently uh, poked his head in on these guys working away because they were all like big fans of his magazine. And this is totally the spirit of that, uh, like, 1960s fan culture. Um, which culture are you a fan of? Uh, I mean, if I'm, I guess I'm going to be a fan of this. I don't know. Why did you thumbs down? Because <laughs> I, I, I know Photoshop when I see it, Jared. I don't care how much, <laughs> how quickly you did that. I, Jared sent me some pictures that I I understand to be questionable and um, Groot. You just don't believe Groot's from the olden times. I just don't believe that the the Groot you sent me is the Groot that we all know and love. Personally, you know my Groot, Jared, right here. Wait, wait for it. Before this is great for an audio pod. Ah, shit, she stopped moving. Never mind. <laughs> Never. Mind. Never mind. Yeah. What were we talking about? Amazing fantasies. Amazing fantasies. Is that what we were talking about? Uh, I don't know. I oh, there's looking, Groot. I was, I was looking up Zax. 
Zax? What about Zax? Zax? Which, is, which is like a Hulk villain. What I'm, what I was thinking of more, I think is Skidish Skidish, aka Blip. Skidish a Skidish. You'll see what I'm talking about. They don't have a nice, cool retro image though. That can't be real. Skidish a Skidish. You'll see. You'll see. Come on. Let me see here. You got it. Skidish. This is riveting stuff. Shizzle, shizzle. Oh yeah, shizzle, shish. Got it. I got, I got the photo. You, you got, you're, you're, right. you're going to post all these later, right? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. There's the blip. Yeah, okay. that's the blip. That's skizzle, 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 That's an electricity language. What do you think got... the language of equinox is? I got something for you right there. Equinox. It's a strong religious language okay cool strong religious that's another thumbs down for cool stuff so yeah we get some monster attack action one of the best little bits is uh (laughs) i think they're like hiding between some crevices of the the mountains they're in in some little canyon passage and the monster's too big to get in so he kind of gets a big branch and starts to like do like the thing where like oh no something rolled behind the right in between the fridge and the counter someone would get like a I don't know, the fly swatter and I'm going to use it to like fish it out you ever been mm. there and well he's I, doing I'm that still there yeah. he's, he's in there he's doing that trying to get the book and then for his troubles he gets speared yeah. like 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 uh, Roman Reigns spearing Big Show, remember that? Did he spear Big Show? Probably. He spears oh. everybody. I mean, I don't remember it, but you know, I'm 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 so crazy with my uh, my wrestling. No, and then we get uh, the 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 poor monster speared, and he dies a, a sad death as he fishes out his spear, and the the people check him out, and there's like a scene where like the hand twitches again. This is the 1967 version, real good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we they sit down and go, okay, I think it's time we figure out what's so special about this book that this giant monster uh, wanted it so bad. And I believe there's a line along love. I think this book has something to do with the forces of darkness. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, absolutely. But then we get the unedited Waterman flashback sequence. And it yeah. it's so good because in the 1970 version we don't get like we don't get skeleton man with a pitchfork who's telling the people to throw themselves into the bottomless hole. Uh, why why would you cut that out of your movie? Why I don't, why? It makes I didn't see that at all. It's not there because it's not in the 1970 version. It's just completely edited out, and, and it's like this is this isn't right. It's not right. Son of a bitch. So anyway, they're dealing with like a this this barrier that was created with the book between two worlds, our world and the world of like you know evil, and that's what happens. This this waterman guy he opened up this this passageway, and now the other side wants this book too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a cult over there, and they kill themselves. It's rad. So anyway. Uh, one of the ways you can defend yourself is, I guess, with a Christian cross. Uh, there's, it is so extended in the 1970 version. They're like, do you have it? Like, they just ramble on about this at the picnic. Do you have any uh, stars of David or anything like that? Anything along those lines? Make sure you put it close mm-hmm. to your skin. No, they've got one. 
They got one thing. They're not trying to all protect all four of themselves. They got one. And the guy's like, yeah. I, I think the girls even tells the guys like, hey, do you want to take my Christian cross? And his response is like, eh, all right. <laughs> and then we get Andre the Giant. He shows up. The, the, what does the, he do? The, the, the big caveman dude. Uh, yeah. He tries to fuck people up. But so uh, Buddy, uh, beta dude, he, um, what does he do? He has the book. And then he kind of runs into the invisible wall, and then the the giant comes in after him. And but there's this great scene where uh, Beta Man he's like kind of like oh I'm stuck, and he's like, so part of him, half of him sticking out of the the barrier with the book. Take the book quick! Because <laughs> the idea is he's being pulled back by the giant, and then uh, he drops the book, gets pulled in. You're like, oh shit! I well, they, they're struggling for him. And I kept thinking, wouldn't it be cool if he got torn in half right now? Sadly, it doesn't happen. Yeah, that, that would have been very cool. Very doesn't cool. happen though. But this is the original upside down. Whatever the fuck it's called. See, this we were doing alternate universes before anybody else was. This is like Phantasm, yeah. Stranger Things, Twin Peaks, because Twin Peaks full on does the exact same thing with with uh, Agent Cooper or whoever going into a an, beyond an invisible mm-hmm. barrier, and then coming back as Bob. Coming, yeah, getting bobbed. Getting bobbed? It was like When's the, the original... last time you got bobbed? Well, I haven't been bobbed lately, but I've been yassified. You know about yassifying? I don't. Could you explain? No, you can look, look it up. No, nah, I'm not going to. We're on, we're on a tight, uh, tight schedule here. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so... <clears throat> then... Uh, so our protagonist goes into the, the, the red land, and he finds his friend, who's perfectly... Ah, uh, the monster let me go because I can't help him. Let's leave. And then they leave and they pan over. But his friend's being left behind and he's dead. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I will say that in the 1970 version, there's that, that shot I think I sent of you where he's like got pits under his eyes. Let's get the mm-hmm. girls. We must find the girls where the book is. We must find them. Why would we go mm-hmm. do that? So that that's, that's a little... There's a one shot of that that's totally more worthwhile. But... The, soon enough, the the jig is up, and um, the the impersonator uh, busts uh, busts up Jim pretty quick. But in the fucking nineteen seventy version, RJ, you don't get the transformation scene, and it's like horse shit. We- yeah, I uh, in the seventies version, I was watching, and when he becomes the demon, I was like, yeah, he, but he like, just that's cool. But he literally, like, well, no, he just he drops in. Well, he doesn't. But he turns into the sheriff first. Yeah, and then he goes over to a ledge, and suddenly he's just a demon and flies off. In the sixty-seven version, we get the thing that I sent you, where you see him in like half transformation, where he's like red-faced and has like little tusks sticking out of his mouth and little horns, and then he transitions into the that claymation, cool. the claymation demon. Then we get a mid-range shot where he like backslaps Jim with his wing and he sends him flying, and then he goes over to the cliff and then flies off. And I go, why would you cut all of that out? Why? It's so good, and they just eliminate it. For some fucking reason. And I was, oh, when I yeah. went back and was checking this, I was like, dude, was I just asleep about watching this movie? It's like, no, they took that out. I'm like, this is so much better. Yeah. It's a real bummer, dude. 
because uh, the transformation would have been super cool. Yeah, it's super basic. It's not like going to blow your dick off, RJ. But it's just Excuse like me? there's not a lot going on in this. And this movie needs as much as it need, as it can get to like make it something. And they're cutting it out. So, and it was, it, was, it was already filmed. Just put it in. Just keep it. Keep just it throw around. it in there. But yeah. anyway, so that's horse shit. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Then, then people start getting fucked up by the giant flying demon devil. Uh, people getting the one girl, uh, beta guy's girl, she's dead. And then uh, Susan, uh, there's this really great shot of her running away from the monster, the flying monster, and he swoops in and he knocks her off. It's really well done for like this level mm-hmm. of production. It looks pretty cool still. It's very effective. Um, and then we get them, yeah, guy, the couple are together. They're running into the woods together. And you see the monster, when you see a winged monster flying through the branches, looks mm-hmm. awesome. And then they're cowering behind a big cross in the cemetery. And then the, the demon hits it and it just explodes. Or sorry, he disappears. And then shortly yeah. thereafter, big flames come flying at them. And it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is really apocalyptic. And then there's a big explosion. We get dead girlfriend. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What anyway. else do we get? Well, then it just there's like two minutes left in this version. Uh, they're they're finished listening to the recording of the interview done with the patient. The the newspaper men's like, well, I, you know, I thought something cool was going to happen. Well, let me know if uh, a suicide occurs, doctor. Thanks. Bye bye. And then the devil chick comes. Oh, so is all is there in the '67? Is there all the stuff like the guy being like, "Oh, somehow I got his cross. I don't really know how." No. And then like before he's leaving, he puts it in his pocket, very like explicitly to the point where you're like, "Is this guy working for the devil, or no. is he just like a bad dude who's he's a kleptomaniac stealing no. stuff?" Yeah, there's nothing like that at all. And, <sighs> and this that movie, really annoyed me. And, and, and this version ends with just the end. Whereas the 1970 version ends with question mark? Question mark? So, yeah. What I'm saying here, RJ, is uh, so I watched the first, my first viewing of it and the one before that, the 1970 version, I'd watched it and I was kind of like, we we watch movies like this in May all the time. Yeah. And it's it's a pleasant break in terms of the criterion creep uh, to have sort of like a nice, light, breezy, a uh, piece of I don't know uh, genre filmmaking uh, mm-hmm. that's like non-committal. You don't have to think too much about, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 at home watching this sort of thing, but yep. upon watching the '67 version, which I think is way better, kind of makes me a little bit mad uh, that I'd only ever seen the 1970 version. People don't talk about it this way because I'd seen one review. Yeah. It was from. Uh, DVDtalk.com, where the reviewer on there said, oh, the 1967 version is way better. And I'm like, that's contrary to what a few people on Letterboxd are telling me. But these, who are these people? Who are these fools? Unless they've got it backwards and they don't, because both of these are loggable with the exact same poster. So, I don't know. Uh, which one did I log? You want, you logged the, uh, the 70 version. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. That's a bar. I, I think... The Equinox is a charming, fun little movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, I liked watching it. And I might even watch it again at some point oh. in, my, in my life. Because it's just, 
It's 111 minutes. It's not too bad for this type of thing. It's got some cool little effects. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the characters are neither here nor there, but they never are in yeah. these types of affairs. It's got um, a nice, like, kind of folk film feeling to it, and I'm always okay with that. Kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of uh, the, the Shatner Esperanto movie, Incubus, a little bit. That movie is, mm-hmm. re- I think, really good, though, mm-hmm. in comparison to this. But I don't know. I dug it. I dug it, RJ. Good. What did you, What did you think of the Equinox? E- Esquilax, Jared. Esquilax. Um, so while hearing you describe the other movie, that movie sounds rad, like real rad. Um, and it's too bad that uh, they kind of fucked that up. Criterion, that is. Um, but so I watched this Esquilax, uh, and. Uh, I was watching it and I was like, I'm on board with this. He's got some cool stuff. And then like you, as you pointed out before, we watch shit like this in May quite a bit. And you've seen a lot more than I have. But uh, last couple of Mays we've been doing this. I've seen enough of these movies. Um, and I threw this on. And compared to uh, what we watched last week, A New Amor, Anus Amor, Amore. Uh, you told me, I, I remember going in, you're like, ah, oh, it's kind of like a, like it'll be a good bridge into what we're doing in May. And I was like, hmm, that sounds good. So I threw this on and uh, I was like, within five minutes, I was like, oh yeah, this is what I want to watch. I was like, this is the kind of movie I'm in, I, I, I'm in the mood for. Good Sunday afternoon viewing. You uh, yeah. know what I mean? Hell, even a Saturday afternoon. Even a Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a weekend afternoon, this is the perfect time to throw Equinox on. Weekend afternoon, nothing like before 4 or nothing after 4 or 5 p.m. You got to watch it before then. So I threw it on. And uh, even though I watched the 70s version, which I understand now is uh, the uh, castrated version of this film. Um, I, I still I still even like that because I didn't know there was a better version. But I was watching the 70s one and i was just like man i was like i'm on board with this people out in the woods there's a ghost car i was like uh mm-hmm. and then when when i saw the tentacles destroy the cabin like 40 minutes in i was like oh yeah i was like i'm really into that i was like that's super cool we got old men in caves laughing we got the big <laughs> simian dudes uh we got devil men flying around like i was on board with all of that i thought it was super cool i also liked uh I, I mean, I know it's like old hat stuff, but uh, I like um I like when like religious imagery spooks off demons. I don't know why. I was like, I'm like, yeah, that's fun. I was like, I like that. Like they see a cross or like some kind of star of David that's made out of like grass. And they're like, oh, they're like scary. In the 70s one, there was one line that I thought was really dumb, though. When uh, when the Andre the Giant comes, the guy's holding up his like. He's like a little religious thing. And he's like, ah, it doesn't work. His back's to me. His back is to me. Ah, you gotta, you gotta use yours. He's facing you. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, is that the distinction that has to be made is that they have to be facing it? And I was like, well, whatever, whatever. Um, They got, yeah, they have to see with their eyes. They got to see with their eyes. Uh, I also liked the Black Lodge stuff with the guy going in. I thought that was cool. Um, like it's as soon as he comes out, it's as you pointed out, it's very uh, immediately obvious. He's mm-hmm. like, we have to get girls. 
bad stuff book. Where yeah, is book? He, he, kind, he does he does kind of like at times remind me of Bruce Campbell too. Oh yeah, I actually this movie reminded me of Evil Dead a little bit as well. Oh, like abso- uh, abso- a yeah. lot, a yeah. lot. Uh, you got uh, you know Book of the Dead, people out in the woods reading, um, possessions, stuff like that. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, this has got some Evil Dead vibes to it. Uh, uh, so I like that. And then, yeah, I really liked when the devil was swooping around, uh, just picking people up and stuff. I thought that was wicked. Uh, I, w- I wish there was more of the transformation scene cause that would have been cool, but I mean, uh, it's just a little bit, but it's something. Yeah. Uh, what, what's in the seventies is cool enough where when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm on board with that quite, uh, like a lot. I did like the claymation dudes just getting smashed into the ground. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought that was cool. And uh, even when uh, the guy goes and stabs the uh, simian with a stick and it's the claymation version of him getting knocked over, I was like, man, claymation or like claymation stop motion stuff. I was like, that, this stuff looks awesome. They shouldn't, they shouldn't stop doing this because of CGI. Like, this stuff looks cool. It's got a lot of charm. So I liked all that. Uh, and then, um, so yeah, the one weird thing about the interrogation was the guy, the reporter who comes and takes the cross, I thought was very, uh, mm-hmm. out of place, out of place because he's like, he comes in and he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I somehow managed to take his cross, even though he was like, just told that the cross is the only thing that guy t- cares about. And it's the only thing he does. And then he's like, oh, I just somehow somehow it landed with me and you're like all right and then at the end he picks it up and puts it in his pocket and then walks away and because in my mind i was like is this guy like an agent of the demons taking the cross intentionally and that's what i thought but then no because he walks away and then the girl walks by and she is the agent of the demon coming in and i was just like oh i was like so that guy is just like really shitty is that like what that guy's character is supposed to be so i thought that was weird uh, and then Osmodius is also weird. Um, just showing up on his horse. Like, so like in the seventies one, he, they, uh, they got one guy's like, Oh, Osmodius. It means devil. I should have thought <laughs> of it before. So it's like, he, he just is the devil apparently. Um, but, uh, his character is weird. Cause he, he'll just show up on the horse and be like, you know, Litterin's bad. And they're like, okay. And then he tries to rape someone and you go, Whoa, this, uh, just kind of went up a couple notches really fast and then he's just there and you're kind of like all right osmodius get mm. over with it but uh even though the 70s one is um maybe not as nice uh equinox is still uh, a very refreshing movie in the criterion and when i was watching this i was like i don't really know why this is here but i'm not gonna question it yeah I'm because okay i with, like this i'm okay with this more yeah more equinox less and news more anus amore yes less anus amore more equinox a hundred percent so yeah i'm not i i don't know why it's here but i'm not gonna question it i like equinox it's cool mm-hmm. stuff good yeah, stuff it's, I, I enjoyed it a, a lot it's, it's yeah. good i liked it very nice mm. what your 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 uh, mileage may vary I guess if you're uh, yeah. into this uh, kind of uh, filmmaking, this kind of uh, entertainment. Yeah. Other people might not be Equinox fans, but we are. That's right. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Famous Monsters of Filmland. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 
You sure? Uh, yeah. So the guys who worked on it, they all went on to like you know do uh, special effects stuff on such films as Star Wars, Jurassic Park. What's that? The Howling. What's that? Young Sherlock Holmes. What's that? Robot Wars. What's that? They Live. What's that? And it was written by Mark McGee, the writer of Inner Sanctum and Step Monster. Who's and that? Got, and it got picked up by uh, movie producer Jack Harris. The guy Who's that? Uh, who also produced The Blob. Remember The Blob with Steve McQueen? I do remember The Blob. Mm-hmm. I remember the 80s Blob. So have you, have you ever heard of the uh, expression so big school of cinema? No. So big because B-I-G. So it, it means so bad it's good. So big. I mean. Come on. No, I don't I'd, think this is even I had I, I had never heard of that before until no. re- uh, reading this here. No, Jeez. I'm not. I'm, I'm bored with that. No, thank you. Um, and the, the same reviewer here also mentions how the uh, sheriff, he screws up his mouth like a non-joking Jerry Lewis. Oh. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, full circle. Full circle. Look what he did there, you guys. Look what he did. Look what he did here. Look what he did there. Good for you, Jared. Absolutely. So uh, you want Good to hear from you. who hates Equinox? No, those people are going to be major lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, major know? lame like Julian, half a star. Okay. Wasn't expecting quality from this, but it's just so damn bad. I was hoping for some hilarious campiness with dumb monsters, but the film can't even deliver that. The parts with the monsters are just bad and not even that funny. Everything in between is exasperatingly annoying and contrived. The characters are just so goddamn annoying. I got a few chuckles here and there from some awfully done aspects, but they're so bad it's more irritating than funny. Absolute waste of time. What the fuck, Criterion? You guys couldn't pick a better B-movie? Glad I saw this on the channel instead of spending money on this steaming pile of blue troll shit. Uh, Um... This person in their bio says stopped with star ratings between a time frame. And then I, I misread that, but now they're doing a bunch of star ratings again. Oh, wow. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. Uh, they have a, uh, a five star liked review of Salo said, uh, I'm at a loss of words on what to write. All I can say is that the content of Salo has been significantly over-exaggerated in its severity. Don't be one of those guys who says, I refuse to watch Salo. Oh, yeah. It's really fucking excellent. I would rate it 10 out of 10 if I could. So, big Salo boy, Jared. Big Salo boy. Big Salo they boy. only have a few half-star reviews. One is for Equinox. One is for Dirty Dancing. Mm. So, like, <laughs> I don't know about that. You know what I mean? I don't know about that either. How about Mr. Davis 97, half a star? Uh Uh-oh. It made me physically ill, but in a good way. That sounds like a positive review, not a negative one. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? 
in their bio, they have their favorite directors, and then they have numbers beside them. And I don't so, know what these numbers so, mean. Are they ranked? No, no, there's repeating numbers. I feel like it's the amount of movies they've watched of them. But that doesn't make sense because it's like, why would it be your favorite if you've only seen two of their films? So, like, favorite directors, Max Ophelus, five, Bellatar, three, Terrence Malick, three, Tarkovsky, five, David Lynch, eight, Kubrick, nine, Gaspar Noe, two, Jacques Tati, two, Jean, Renoir, uh, Jean Renoir, two. What could those numbers possibly mean? Yeah, probably their number of films that they've that they've seen or liked. Yeah. So, so they've seen two Renoir films, and they're somehow their favorite director. Maybe they really, really love those two movies. Get That's what fucking bent. Get out of oh, here. Come on, RJ, are you <laughs> quit, quit policing, okay? Get bent. They five starred your favorite film, First Reformed. How do you feel about that? I mean, lots of people like that movie. If I've started to enter the void, how do you feel about that? Movies are pretty cool. They once starred. Now listen to this, Jarrett. They once starred Rodeo and Juliet. How do you feel about that? Brodeo? Rodeo. Rodeo. Oh, they four and a half to Inland Empire. Mm. What's that tell you? That's going to be in the Criterion Collection. No, it won't. It is. It's coming, buddy. Well, I will be long dead before we ever have to worry yeah. about. That. Well, we already said uh, Pink Flamingos is the the end goal, so I'm not going to be around by then. Oh, you have to be. I'll be dead by then, yeah. Jared. Do you know how many burgers I eat? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, but your your genitals will be fantastic. They'll be they'll be well man, uh, maintained, but no. my heart will be in hard hard conditions. Got one more for you. Rob Patrick, half a yeah. star. Probably the worst sound editing I've ever heard. It sounds like people are talking to pillows and empty aluminum cans. And then there are cool lines like, no, I don't believe it. <laughs> or explosion stove. That was a cool line. What's the problem there? I don't believe it. <laughs> That's what's wrong with that? Yeah, I really don't see what the problem is. Nothing happens for an excruciatingly long time, and when something finally does, our protagonist love rocks without emotion. Imagine a Ray Harryhausen movie with the attitude of Jay Cutler. I mean, that's a very specific joke. What if people don't watch sports? What if they don't know who Jay Cutler is? I have no idea who Jay Cutler is. It's a quarterback. Woo! Isn't he a According to this, he's a American bodybuilder. Am I thinking of Jake Cutler? Jay. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking of Jake Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this dude, Jared, they have starred Wild Hogs. Yeah, that's fine. They have starred Stealing Harvard. You know Stealing Harvard with Tom Green? Yeah. It's a terrific film. They have started. This person has a podcast. Oh, uh, no. 
director of the of programming at the Olympia Film Society, former like San Diego Film Critics Society member, co-host of I Five Cinema Bound, the Francisco Woodman of your f- local uh, uh, CVS. He him. Oh, that's Jay Cutler. Yeah. Okay. Jake Cutler's a quarterback. <laughs> there you go. Um, any final thoughts on Equinox? Are you going to go back and watch the 1967 version? Pronto? I would sure like to. You should. I don't know when, but I would sure it's, like to. It's only an hour long. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I would Not, have liked to have done it before. Well, you, you can watch it this week and then talk about it next week. I can't do that. No rules, baby. What if I watch it during Creeptober? That's too long from now. Yeah, but it would fit. Well, this is your prime. This is like our primer because we're going into May Harryhausen season. But I did watch Equinox already. Did you though? I apparently not. I guess. No, you watched the bastardization of it. What was the other word we used? Uh, corruption. What was the other word we used? I don't know. What was the other word? I said castrated at one point. Oh, yeah, you did. You did say that. That's weird. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. Equinox, uh, a recommend from the creeps. Ba- Hard. Ba- ba- bad sound and all. That's okay. That's all right. Nah, this is good. This is good stuff. Yeah. After the break. Um... We're in the insane asylum. We've got hours to live. And then, what? I don't know, the some lady shows up that might be the devil. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. What else happened? But RJ's safe because he's got his cross on. Oh, man. So many crosses in the place. Ain't no demons getting in here. No, thank you. RJ, if you were a stop-motion demon, what form would you appear in? It would be a toilet that comes alive when someone sits on it and eats them. Do you see the irony there? Yeah. Do you know about irony, Jarrett? Do you know about irony? No. Do you know about irony? Irony. You know about that? I know I I know uh, I Ron Butterfly. Oh. You can I Ron Butterfly Jarrett on his OnlyFans page. It's called Big Booty J Dog at uh, stankbooty.com. 
You can talk to him about toilets that don't forget to wipe. Tommy Toilet. Okay. Tommy Toilet. He says, don't forget to wipe, folks. It's good, clean fun. It's hygienic. It's considerate of others. It is considerate of others. You ever been in a room where it was noticeable that no one wiped? Because I have. So in case, in case people want to be in on this, uh, you look up Tommy Toilet Crumb. And uh, at the very bottom, on the bottom left-hand corner, nobody likes him. He doesn't use paper. P-U. You don't want to be all the stink lines coming off his ass. Well, what kind of stink lines do you have? None. I'm a clean Which color? I'm as clean as a whistle. Come on. That can't be true. Yeah. Uh, that can't be true. You can email us at criteriaincrease at gmail.com and tell us about your <coughs> toilet monsters. Oh, yes. <laughs> We've got and a Jerry, Facebook you, page. Yeah. We're on the home we got stretch. got COVID. Almost, almost over it, but, you know, it's been hours. Uh, we've yeah. got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Loaf. We're yeah. on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. And uh, we got that YouTube. We got that Patreon. And this episode was sponsored by Manscaped.com. Oh, is that a partnership with Manscaped.com? They sent us nose trimmers. And and another a special trimmer for our crotches. Next week, spine three hundred and thirty nine. Edward Yang's Yee from two thousand. Yee Yee. Is it uh, Yeet Yeet? A oh, movie, that's gonna be my, my review next week. A movie that is in so such demand. We had not one but two different people wanting to join us. But yes, that's one, true. One ass before the other. And yes. next week, uh, who who do we have on next week, RJ? I, I believe remember. it's one of the sweetest of oh, no. our patrons. What did I what did I say I was gonna do the next time I saw that piece of shit? Oh. Oh my god. Oh man. What are you gonna do? He's a lot to answer for. Holy cow. We're, we're, Get we're ready next week. We're, for... we're turning we're turning off the taps next week, RJ. And what's gonna happen? <laughs> well, I mean, you'll be fine. I will be fine. But what about you? I'll be fine. You'll, what you'll, about, you'll, you'll what about sugar? You'll, 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 yeah, you'll have to ask him. Oh God. Okay. No. Tune in next week, folks, for. Shug and Ball Talk. Oh my god. We gotta get Sugarhead some of this product. Well, what we, I mean, you can lend yours to You him. pass him yours. You're gonna uh, see him before I do. No, you're you're his friend. Uh, you're gonna see him before I do, though. No. You're gonna see, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna see no. him. He'll, he'll come by. <laughs> he'll come by. He's, he has to see the house, right? He's gonna see the house. No, he, I don't you, have a house. He, he he can use he can use the implements while he's there. I don't have a house. Leave a nice little pile, just like on the bathroom floor. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> a, nice little, a nice little pile. I'm gonna put you in a pile. What do you think of that? <laughs> Leave you in a pile. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, goodbye. Yee.